field goal. We threw a pick six. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things. We're just not finishing drives, not finishing games. So I think we need to really get to that and uh, finish this one tonight. So um, speaking of the missed extra point, how did Quentin Sinek take a miss in that extra point? Did he is he passed it or did he kind of need to pick me up from the team? Uh, I, I think our guys were real good about it with him. And, uh, you know, I mean, as we told him right after the game, I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the pick six. It wasn't the, the holding call on the on the 73 yard run. It, it was just a combination of a lot of things. You know, we shouldn't have had ourselves in that situation. Uh, so we got to make sure we do a better job throughout the game of, you know, paying attention to every play really counts. And, yeah, you mentioned it, um, avoiding that situation. I have a question on here about that. What do you guys have to do to do something like that this week to avoid that type of situation? Well, I, I think consistency on, on all sides, all three phases. I mean, if, if we can be more consistent, uh, I don't think we put ourselves in that situation. Um, but, you know, if, if we get in that situation, you know, we'll do it again, and I'm fairly certain that Quentin would make that PAT. Yeah, yeah, and he was 12 for 12 before that, right? Yeah, it's just unfortunate, you know. I mean, it was – uh, just a little push to the right. You've got narrow, narrower goalpost on the college field, and there was a little bit of a wind kind of pushing it. So uh, probably just a, a perfect storm and a bad combination of things. So, yeah, it was a tough loss last week, and then you guys had practice this week. How, did, how was the team react to that loss this week? Well, it, you know, we've treated every game the same way. I mean, we approach it no matter what happens the week before. Uh, if we'd have won that game, we'd have, we would have approached it the same way. We've got to get better, and uh, Seward's got a really nice football team coming in here, and we've got to make sure we play well this week. And um, how much confidence does the team have that they can still make a run at the playoffs? Well, I, I think they're very confident. You know, I mean, this is obviously a very pivotal game for us and, and for Seward as well. So, uh, you know, they, they just know every week is, is the next challenge, and, uh, you know, we just take them one at a time, and then, uh, you know, we'll see where the chips are when we get done. All right, we're speaking with um, Hastings High Tigers head football coach, Charlie Shoemaker. So coming up this week, you guys have uh, the Seward Blue Jays, like I said. Is there uh, anything you guys need to do different this week or just need to stick with your game plan? You know, we'll have a similar game plan that we had last week. Um, you know, they've got some really good skill players, uh, quarterback and receiver combinations that they have, and then a couple of really good running backs. So uh, we're going to have to do a lot of work in, in the trenches with our linemen. You know, they're going to have to play very well. Uh, we're going to have to tackle in space very well because they've got a lot of kids that can do some things with the ball. So, and getting pressure on their quarterback is going to be really important and making sure that he doesn't run out of the pocket. So, uh, a lot of things that we've got to make sure we handle and, and we try to control. Uh, on the flip side of that, on the offensive side, we've got to make sure we control the line of scrimmage and, and, and move the football and score some points because I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. It's going to be a real battle. And then when you have a mobile quarterback like that one who can get out of the pocket, it's a it's very important to have discipline on the defensive line, right? Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, I think uh, uh, you've got to kind of change your launch points of where your pressure is coming from so he doesn't get comfortable. Uh, you want to make sure that when he is scrambling around, you've got an eye on him, you've got a contain on him. So uh, a lot of variables when you have those dual threats, and, you know, everybody's got one anymore. So, um, you know, it's just uh, just another week. All right, we'll be right back with more from Hastings High football head coach Charlie Shoemaker on ESPN 1550 KICS. I was born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospitals since the age I was two, and I lost her when I was six. Every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and, again, like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. You cannot teach compassion. You cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. 
If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply has been serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest since 1946 with over 70 years of service. The Plumbing Showroom is a division of Coley Pipe and Steel Supply with a full line of kitchen and bath products. If you are building a new home or remodeling, stop at the Plumbing Showroom, 500 West South Street, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., evening and Saturday by appointment. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply and the Plumbing Showroom, both on West South Street in Hastings. Welcome back to High School Football on ESPN 1550 KICS, speaking with Hastings High football coach Charlie Shoemaker. So you guys came into this game last year at 2-2, two and two, like this year, and won. How, is important to, how important is it to repeat that tonight? Well, I think it's uh, very important, you know, but uh, uh, again, you look at it, you don't want to really put too much emphasis on the game when you're talking with the kids, but, uh, you know, they, they know the urgency, and I think they understand that, uh, you know, the season's winding down and there's not a whole lot more opportunities, so... Uh, this is the next task at hand, and, and our kids will be ready for it. So last year you had a pretty good season, 6-3, and three, but you narrowly missed the playoffs. How important is it to win a game like this for the playoff chances? I, I think uh, to even be in consideration, you need to, to get a victory in a, in a game like this. And, uh, you know, the playoff system's kind of funny. You just never know. Uh, one year you could have been 6-3 and three and made it. It could have been 5-4. and four. It just depends on your opponents and how they're doing as well. So uh, it seems that the teams we're playing are, are getting some more wins. So... Uh, if we can continue and get to get ourselves to where we're six and three or seven and two, and uh, then I think we're going to have a little bit better chance. But uh, again, you don't know. So I mean, there's a lot of things that that aren't in your control. Uh, what is in your control and what you're going to do tonight and, and that kind of thing. So that's kind of how we approach it. And how important is it for the team to take it one game at a time and not look ahead like I am to the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really important. You know, I, th I think kids have that just by nature. They'll they'll look down the, the road and all of a sudden you've got this big task at hand right here today. And uh, I think that's real important for kids to understand, you know, take care of what you got to take care of right now. Uh, then you can kind of cross that bridge when it comes. All right. And then um, one thing you guys have done very productively this year is running the football about 190 yards per game. How important is the running game going to be tonight? I think it's going to be real important. I think it's pretty windy and things like that. You know, there's a lot of variables there. Uh, but uh, in order to kind of keep the clock going and, maybe limit the chances that a good offense has like Seward does. And uh, you've got to control the tempo, control the ball, move the chains, uh, but you've got to put points on the board as well. So, I mean, we're going to have to be diverse and mix it in there. Uh, but our, our running backs are going to need to play well. Our, you know, our quarterback, Connor, is going to have to play well. Um, and our two backs with uh, Pfeiffer and, and Damon Pape, they're going to have to run the ball well, and our line's going to have to be really good up front. And then um – I know you won't say you probably won't say this to the team because I don't think you said you don't want to put too much onus on one game. But would you say this is a must-win game for the team? I think every game is a must-win game, but uh, that would be coach speak right there, wouldn't it? Uh, you know, it's important. It obviously is, and and our kids know it. You know, I, they do. I mean, uh, they've had a real good sense of urgency in practice, so we feel like we're ready to go. And um, but you know, Seward's saying the same thing in the locker room right now, and uh, so I, I think it's going to be a great high school football game, and we're looking forward to it. All right, and then last question. How important is senior leadership in a game like this, a pivotal game in the season? I think it's very important, and I think just in general, your whole season is really dictated by your senior leadership, and uh, you know, we've really had that, and, and I think we're starting to see some kids grow up. We've been playing some sophomores and some juniors, and 
uh, and they're really starting to come along. And uh, we're just kind of seeing that steady Im improvement, and that's what we want to see again tonight. And then actually one last question. I, I lied there. Um, you mentioned the sophomores and the juniors getting playing time. Is that um, that's good for them, obviously, because they're going to get more experience going into when they become seniors and seniors and juniors. So do you think that's good for the uh, future of Hastings High football? Yeah, we hope so. You know, I think uh, it, it's an exciting time. You know, we've only got uh, seven seniors right now on the team. So uh, bless their hearts. They're doing a great job, you know, but uh, that does make it tough when you're going to everybody else's place and they've got 15, 16 seniors on the on the field. Uh, you know, you're just a little bit, uh, a little bit young. So, uh, but we've got some kids that, uh, you know, we knew that they were going to be good players, and, and so we've thrown them into the fire, and uh, they're really responding every week, and we just want to see that improvement every week. All right, that's Hastings High football coach Charlie Shoemaker. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be right back with the play-by-play -play description and starting lineups for you on ESPN 1550 KICS. You've been listening to the Coach's Pre-Game Show. Stay tuned. Play-by-play -play coverage is up next on ESPN 1550, KICS Hastings. 90 As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers in Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. The team at Klein Insurance has a winning record of service, offering home, auto, business, farm, and crop insurance. If you want to score big with service and great rates, stop by 710 South Burlington or call 463-1256 and let the Klein Insurance team win you over. Stop at Thompson Oil Company, 806 East South Street for complete auto care. Or for your convenience store needs, go to the West 2nd Best Stop at 2nd and Laird. Both locations feature Phillips 66 Super Clean Gasoline in three grades, unleaded, E10 with ethanol, and premium unleaded. Thompson Oil Company, Hastings. High School Football is brought to you by the ESPN 1550 KICS Sports Boosters. Local business supporting local youth and local athletics. Good evening and welcome to... I don't understand how after all these years you are still surprised these cartoon characters with armored muscles are human beings. It's Dan Levatar show with the Stugat on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Who's in for a Big Ten opener? Hello and welcome to Hastings College for the Class B football game between the Seward Blue Jays and the Hastings High Tigers on ESPN 1550. KICS, the Hastings High Tigers, they are 2-2. Two and two. Seward Blue Jays, 3-1. and one. Starting lineups for you here tonight for the Hastings High Tigers. We have Connor Laux at quarterback, uh, Damon Pape at running back, Luke Wilkie at fullback, Bryant Warwick at wide receiver, Quentin Sinek at wide receiver, Jacob Schroeder at tight end, Keyshawn Hunt at offensive tackle, Evan Marrera at offensive guard, Dawson Jacobus at center, Gavin West at offensive guard, and Jack Chardelow at offensive tackle. And then on defense, we have Bryant Warwick at center, um, Jackson Hoops at center, Luke Wilkie at free safety, Connor Lux at strong safety, McLean Witte at outside linebacker, Tate Pfeiffer at the other outside linebacker, Gavin West at inside linebacker, Damon Pape at inside linebacker, Jack Chardelow at defensive tackle, 
Caden Adams at nose tackle and Keyshawn Hunt at defensive tackle as well. And for your Seward Blue Jays, we have Gabe Kinsley at running back and cornerback, Joseph Krause at quarterback and punter, Josh Saytorn at wide receiver and free safety, Brett Meyer at wide receiver, Carson Core at cornerback and wide receiver, Ben Myers at wide receiver, uh, Davin Breeze at running back, Connor Ruth at running back and middle linebacker, Ben Briggs at outside linebacker and fullback, Tyson Franklin at outside linebacker, Brock Lavelle at guard and tackle, Isaiah Kotick at guard and middle linebacker, Blaine Robbins at defensive end and guard, Patrick Shaben at center and defensive tackle, and then Tyler Taden Vandenberg at outside linebacker. So the Hastings High Tigers, they come into this game at 2-2 two and two with a pretty rough loss last week, Will Ryan. Yeah, like, like you said, it was only a one-point loss, 14-13. to 13. The Hastings Tigers fell, uh, losing on a missed extra point, actually. Yep, Quentin Sinek. He was 12 for 12 before that, and then he missed uh, that one, pushed it right. Pushed it, yeah, that's that's something you never want to see, and uh, honestly, I don't know how much morale he's going to lose for missing that, but that will be something to be keeping an eye on throughout the game. Yes, it will. So they're going to be looking to win a football game tonight, a pivotal football game, as you heard uh, head coach Charlie Shoemaker say before the game that they uh, this, this is a must-win game for the Tigers. Yeah, obviously they're two and two on the season so far. They want to get above five hundred. Yeah, above five hundred, three and two. I had to do the math there. I had some uh, thought I messed up there, but how they're really gonna have to do that is stopping this passing attack of Seward. Very, uh, very potent passing attack. I believe it was two hundred sixty-eight yards per game receiving and passing, and only one hundred seventeen on the ground. So almost four hundred total. Very potent offense, especially through the air. Couple Joseph- of. Go ahead. Sorry, Joseph Krause, he has 11 touchdowns on the season to only one interception, a 120.1 quarterback rating. That's pretty impressive. 11 touchdowns as well. Or I think that's what you said. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at the wrong numbers there. 74-yard passing touchdowns is as long. And then a 67-1 other in, uh, against Skyler there to uh, Brett Myers. And speaking of Skyler, this is um, a little gauge for how both these teams are. Both of these teams have played Skyler. Hastings won. 42 to 3, Seward won 55 to 7. So we'll see what happens tonight. It's not really a gauge of how who's going to win tonight, but no, no, at not. least they both played a similar team. And we are ready for the starting kickoff here at Hastings College. The Hastings Broncos won the toss and they elected to defer till the second half. And they will be kicking off to the Seward Blue Jays, who have white tops on, blue bottoms, and blue helmets. And the Hastings High Tigers coming out in their black tops, gray helmets and gray pants, and the kick is going to be a high one, and it actually goes out of bounds for a touchback. Back of the end zone, what a kick there. That's pretty impressive. I haven't even seen Hastings College guys do that. So Maybe the Hastings College Broncos need to get uh, him on the team. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. They might, <laughs> they've been signing a lot of people from around here, so who knows? Yes, who knows? We will see. But here on the first defensive possession of the game for the Hastings High Tigers, the Seward Blue Jays will start at the 20-yard line. They line up with three receivers to the left, one to the right, and it is... Joseph Krause in the backfield with Devon Breeze, and they're going to throw a little screen pass out to the near sideline there, and he's going to get forward for about five yards. Looks like number seven there on the catch. That is Ben Myers. He, um, no, it was Brett Myers. No, that is Ben Myers, excuse me. Yeah, he had four catches for 92 yards last week and three receiving touchdowns, so he is a guy to watch out for for the Seward Blue Jays. Yeah, first play of the game, I actually watched a little bit of film on them. He caught a 67-yard touchdown pass to open up the game against Skyler. Very good way to do that. And here, um, Seward lines up with 
three receivers to the right and two men in the backfield, and this is going to be a handoff to Devon Breeze, and he's going to get forward for a few yards. He's going to be close to a first down. He's going to gain two there. That'll make it third and three from the 26-yard line here for the Seward Blue Jays on this opening drive. 11-12 left to go in the first quarter. Yeah, not much running room there. This Hastings off, or defense excuse me, is running a 3-3 stack, kind of two outside linebackers standing up on the edge, three down linemen, and then two backers, and then five in the in the roof, as it's called. And here Joseph Krause is going to line up in the backfield by himself with three receivers to the left, one to the right, and he's going to keep it himself, a quarterback draw, and he's got nowhere to run, and he's swallowed up right around the line of scrimmage, and that'll make it fourth down and three to go here for the Seward Blue Jays. A three and out, good way to start the game for Hastings High. Yeah, definitely something to uh, be proud of if you're Hastings. And then on top of that, only one pass attempt, so I'm thinking that Seward might be trying to do something different in their game plan. Maybe trying to run the ball a little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. So here they will punt, will the Seward Blue Jays. And it is a high punt, a good one as well. Crosses midfield, and it's fair. The Oh, two guys went for it, number four and number two there for the Hastings High Tigers. That was Kraus and Stroop Parker. But Kraus came down with it. Or Sage, excuse me, I was looking at the wrong sheet there. That was Connor Laux and Bryant Warwick um, going for the ball at the same time. That could have been dangerous, but... Work came down with it cleanly, and they will start this drive at their own 40-yard line. Good starting field position here for the high, uh, Tigers. Especially with Lauch being your quarterback, you don't want him in that kind of position there. On the punt? Yeah, yes. on the punt, excuse me. Yeah, I should have yeah. prefaced that. And here in the first play of the game for the Tigers, they line up with one receiver to the right, one to the left, and three men in the backfield. They're going to hand it off here to number 26. That is Luke Will, or excuse me, Damon Pape, number 25 there on the carry, and he's going to get forward for about four yards. Before he's taken down, that'll make it second and five. Actually, make it five yards. That'll make it second and five from the 45-yard line here for the Tigers. Interesting formation that came out in that first play. They came out in the true Stanford tree wishbone offense. One up back, two flank backs, and then the quarterback as well. So see if they come back to that at all. And here they line up in the pistol with two receivers to the right, one to the left. And here is the snap. Oh, and it looks like maybe they went the wrong way there, but... Connor Laux is able to hang on to it, and he went the other way with the ball. Looks like a little bit of miscommunication there as he was trying to hand it off to Damon Pape, and we saw this last week with the Patriots. Damon went one way, and Connor Laux went the other. We do have a flag on the field, and Connor was able to get forward for about four yards close to the first down, but we will see what this flag is. The Tigers are moving back. It is an illegal formation, an illegal shift. I couldn't quite see what that call was. I couldn't tell either, so I'm not... I'm not going to try and guess. <laughs> Either way, it is second and 10 here for the Hastings High Tigers after that penalty. Moves them back five yards and no play there. They'll line up here with two receive- one receiver to the right, one to the left, two men in the backfield with Connor Laux, and Laux is going to hand it off here to Damon Pape, and Damon's going to get tackled right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a gain of two yards. Not sure where. Oh, they, they have another flag on the play, and it was a false start on Hastings High. Two straight penalties, and that will knock him back to second and 16. Yeah, that's definitely something you don't want to be doing. But interestingly, with the offense here, the Tigers are pulling their guards on each play, so they're sending them outside and trying to get a lot of movement by their offensive line. And then coming out in that short pistol, pistol usually you want to be about four to five yards back, and the quarterback's only two yards back on this uh, play. Yeah, they line up with two receivers to the right, one to the left. They're going to fake the handoff to uh, Damon Pape, and they're going to throw a little flare pass out there to number 11. It's incomplete, and that was... A uh, trick, kind of not a trick play, but a tricky play there, and then they were just weren't able to get it out to number eleven. 
Yeah, we call those things RPOs is what uh, Coach Tony Harper calls them. I've taught me this this week, actually, in class, and it's called a run-pass option where you fake the run and then throw it out there, too, and have everyone running. It's kind of a dirty play, but still useful. And here they're going to fake the handoff to Damon Pape. Uh, Laps is going to roll out to his right. He dumps it off to his big tight end, number 83 there on the catch. That is Jacob Schroeder. He's going to get forward past the original line of scrimmage before he's brought down, and that'll make it fourth and nine here for the Tigers. A three and out just like the um, uh, Seward Blue Jays there. Yeah, so maybe it'll be a defensive battle this game. I wasn't really expecting that. Coming in there looking at all the stats with the uh, running ability of the Tigers and the passing ability of this Blue Jay team. But kind of a flip script so far with two runs by Seward and now two passes by Hastings. Yeah, the two teams that don't run the ball and don't pass the ball much, they're, they're flipping their script just like you said. And here is the punt. It's a high punt. It's going to land at about the 22-yard line, and it's going to take a Hastings high bounce to the 19, and that is where the Seward Blue Jays will start their second drive of the game here on offense. Yeah, I, I don't know what much to say. I think they're just trying to feel them out or uh, do something here. Probably not much film on the Hastings defense for Seward to look at, so I think it'll be interesting to see if they go pass or run this drive, uh, which heavy, which one they go with. Yeah, which one they go with more. Here, 8-19 left to go here in the first quarter. We have uh, Joseph Krause in the backfield with um, his running back, Devon Breeze. Two receivers to the one receiver to the left and one to the right. And here they're going to hand it off to Devon. And he's got a lot of people to avoid in the backfield. And he's not able to avoid him. And he's taken down for a loss there. A loss of a couple. And that'll make it second and 11. Make it one yard loss there on the first down run there for Devon Breeze, who did have a good week last week. He had 13 carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. And Connor Ruth as well got in with a little bit of action. Five carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. So they can run the ball. They yeah. just like to pass it. Yeah, and I've noticed that, uh, especially in the Hastings football, we've seen it with Adam Central and uh, games that they've played. They're using that up back more now. See where it is. And here Joseph Krause is going to drop back to pass. And he has a man open, and it's a one-handed catch at midfield. He's down the sideline to the 30, to the 20. He cuts back, breaks a tackle to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Seward Blue Jays there. What a throw by the quarterback for the Seward Blue Jays. Joseph Krause right on the money to Carson Core, And that is a big touchdown there. Almost more than 80 yards. Actually, exactly 80-yard touchdown there. And he threw it about uh, 40, 35 yards there. Yeah, thereabouts. I actually got that 78 yards, but who or 82, excuse me. So um, pretty good throw from him. And like I said, pregame when we were watching him, warm up he's got a pretty good arm throwing it deep and a one-handed catch there by Carson Core at midfield that was a great play and a bad way to start the game for the Hastings High Tigers here the Seward Blue Jays will line up for the extra point and the score is six to nothing the snap is good the hold is good the kick is up there through the uprights it is good make that seven to nothing a quick strike here from Seward as they go up seven to nothing here with 731 left to go in the first quarter what a play yeah what a play I wasn't really watching the progression of the wide receiver, but the quarterback did go from left to right, looking at all his options there. Pretty good uh, look there from Kraus to make sure he got looked off any um, potential guys that went ball hawks in the backfield. You were actually speaking there when the play first started, and I was watching it, and I saw Carson Corey get wide open there, and then I was like, uh, I, I like it just for a split second, I was thinking he's not going to throw it to him because he's too deep, and then he hucked it down there to Joseph Kraus for the Seward Blue Jays, and he. He threw that on the money. That was a yeah. great throw. Even better catch, honestly. He kind of tipped it to himself, pulled an Odell, and Grat pulled it in. 
And then he made a nice cut back at the 12-yard line oh, yeah. to avoid the tackler from Hastings High. And, uh, wow, what a play there. That was, I think that probably saved, that could have been a game, or not game saving, touchdown saving, excuse me, tackle there by that cornerback that could have done something, but just got juked out by too, too good of moves. Yeah, that was a that was a great play there. Probably the best play we've seen all season. Oh, for sure. And here the Seward Blue Jays will line up for the kickoff as they lead 7 and nothing here over the Hastings High Tigers. If you're just joining us, this game is at Hastings College. And 7.31 left to go in the first quarter. Here is the kickoff. It is a high kick, and it's going to be fielded at about the 10-yard line by the Hastings High Tigers, and he's going to find a crease, and then he's tackled at the 32-yard line, and that is where Hastings High will start this drive. They need to score here. They don't want to go down early against the Blue Jays and this high-powered offense. Yeah, they need to answer. Especially after that last drive where it was just one play, one touchdown. You Two plays. To... They had a running play oh, to plays, yeah, yeah. Breeze. I looked at my sheet wrong, but, yeah, two, two plays, and they score a touchdown. You that's not something you want to do consistently. Yeah. <laughs> go up. I mean, go up against consistently. Yeah, you don't want to have offense. that happen often. Yeah, two play drives for touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, it's, if your offense is gasped going eight, nine plays, I mean, obviously it hasn't happened yet, but it could happen here in the future. It doesn't help them. Here the Hastings High Tigers will line up in another sort of pistol formation, but they have two men in the backfield here with Connor Laps, and they hand it off to Damon Pape, and he's going to get forward, tackled at the line of scrimmage. He's not going to get anything, maybe a few feet. They actually give him a yard there. That'll make it second and nine. What kind of formation was that, Will? Um, I, I don't know what to call it, but it was really – they had that up back and then a, two split backs too. I don't know. I have to see it again, then I could probably make, come up with a name for it. <laughs> it was like a pistol with two with a fullback and a running back. I get Maybe a wishbone? Pistol eye? Like, I don't – Were they in a straight it's line? It's this formation this right formation? here, yes, with uh, two receiver, two running backs behind Connor Laux here. And Connor Laux is going to fake the handoff to Damon Pape. He avoids a tackler in the backfield, and he tries to get it out to his big tight end, Jacob Schroeder. And that's going to be incomplete there. Actually make that Luke Wilkie, the intended receiver, over his head. And he was being held by a defensive uh, player, but might have been behind five yards of the line of scrimmage. So that is not a holding penalty. But nonetheless, that'll make it third and nine here for the Hastings High Tigers. Yeah, that formation is really interesting. It's kind of a triple option formation. But like I said, again, uh, I talked about the first time they came out here, they had a short pistol where he's only three yards behind. I'm confused why they're doing that. Well, here they're going to line up with a short pistol formation. Again, Damon Pay or Connor Laux, excuse me, is going to drop back and throw. It is caught right near the first down marker. We'll see. It looks like it's going to be about a yard short. Number two on the catch there, Bryant Warwick. And it is going to be just short. Make it fourth and a long two. And it looks like Hastings High is going to be forced to punt again another three and out. Yeah, not something you want to be doing on the offense. They're trying to match the sewer team. Pass for pass, basically. They've thrown four, and then Seward's only thrown two. Uh, Hastings needs to go back to the roots and start running the ball a little bit, I think. And here on fourth and two, the punt is a high one. And it came off the end of his foot, and that's not going to go anywhere. That went maybe about 20 yards. And that's going to be fielded at the 45-yard line by a Seward Blue Jay, and he gets forward for a few yards before he's tackled. If he would have broken that tackle, he could have taken that back to the house as the Tigers were coming off the field. A yeah. bit of a mental error there by the Tigers. Luckily, one man over there on the far sideline was able to tackle the guy before he took it to the house. Yeah, very very true. It looked like it was going out of bounds and bounced back to the midfield. Even the Seward Blue Jays players were surprised by it a little bit. Got to play till that whistle. Yeah, that's always what I've been told in the that's why I tell all my guys. And here on uh, the third drive of the game for the Seward Blue Jays, they will start from the 40, from the Hastings 46-yard line, so a short field to work with here. They line up with one receiver to the left, two to the right. They have two men in the backfield there with Joseph Krause. And here is the snap. Joseph's going to hand it off to Devon Breeze. Breeze got some running room. He jukes a tackler, 
and he gets tackled right about the 20 or the, excuse me the 43 yard line maybe a gain of four we'll see where they mark it they mark him at the 42 so it was a gain of four and that'll make it second and six here for the Seward Blue Jays and this is what they did last time they had a little run play got made it a second and short and then threw it deep with Joseph Kraus yeah, I think you can expect the same thing. And they're kind of doing a little bit of an up-tempo here. Not quite no huddle, but a little up-tempo. And here Krause is going to drop back. He had one receiver to the right, one to the left. He gets flushed out of the pocket. He's running around, and he's going to try to make some moves with it. And he's sacked right back at the original line of scrimmage. A loss of four there, and that'll make it third and ten. Big play there by the Hastings high defense as, they were for, as he was forced to run out of the pocket was Joseph Krause. And he just had nothing open. No, he really didn't. He does have a little bit of wheels on him, so we could be seeing that here in the future, maybe a triple option kind of run or QB rollout. I was surprised how quickly he got away from that backside defender. Yeah, Charlie Shoemaker was telling me he can get to the edge, can um, Joseph Krause. So he's a dual-threat quarterback. Here they're going to line up on third and eight with three receivers to the left, one to the right. They are moving left to right. Joseph Krause is going to drop back, and he's got a man open in midfield, and it's going to be off his hands, incomplete. We do have a flag on the play, though. Not sure what the flag is just yet, but it is in the area of holding. Yep, holding on the offense. And I think, yep, Charlie does choose to decline it, so that'll make it fourth and eight here for the Seward Blue Jays. Good defensive stand there by the Tigers, not letting the Blue Jays get another another score, not even a first down there. Yeah, that's exactly what you need, obviously. Don't want anyone getting first downs on you. But that 3-5 stack that they were running, which is the three down linemen and then two rovers on the outside and three middle backers, a lot like Hastings College, and they ran it to perfection on that play. And here the Seward Blue Jays line up for the punt, and we have a flag before the play. It is a false start on the Seward Blue Jays, so pushing back five more yards. It'll be fourth and 13 from the Hastings High 49-yard line, and they will redo the punt. Hastings High, they need to score here on this offensive possession. Yeah, they really do, and it'd be even better if they get really good field position as well on this punt, but never know what this the special teams have been pretty good today outside of that one bad pump by Hastings. Yes. So. Yeah, that, and that was a, it went off the side of his foot there. Yeah, you can't blame him for anything on that one. And here the snap is away, and the punt is a high one, a good deep one, too, and it's going to be fair caught right at the seven-yard line. Make it the eight-yard, nope, the seven-yard line, and that is where Hastings High will start this drive at the seven. They got 93 yards to go till pay dirt. 4.37 left to go here in the first quarter. And Hastings High is losing this football game to the Seward Blue Jays 7 to nothing. Interesting choice to uh, fair catch that. There's probably about 8 to almost, I'd say almost 10 yards more realistically before any defender was, like a distance for defenders there. So he could have returned it, yes. No, not even that he could have returned it. He could have let could've it go into few. the end zone. Okay, I see what you're saying. But, and here the Hastings High Tigers line up with two receivers to the right, one to the left. They're going to hand it off here to Damon Papin. He's got a crease. He breaks a tackle, gets forward past the first down marker, and he's going to be brought down at the 23-yard line. And that is the Hastings Tigers' first first down of the game. Good run there by Damon Pape. Yeah, very good run. I think it was a very effective one, obviously, because he got 14 yards. But uh, it was impressive that they got right through the middle of the line that, uh, for this defense, the Cardinal defense. And here Joseph Krause will line up in the backfield with two other running backs. They're going to hand it off to Damon Pape again, and he gets a little crease, tries to get forward for a few yards, and he's tackled at the 25-yard line. And they'll mark him down at the 27-yard line, actually. That'll make it second and five here for the Hastings High Tigers. Another good run. run. They're getting back to their roots here. It seems running the ball with Damon Pape. Yep, exactly what I was talking about last drive after the last drive ended. Get right back to that running attack. Apparently it's working. 
for them so far. Two rushes and 22 yards on this drive alone. So more yards than they've had all game. And here they hand it off to Damon Pape again. He runs it between the tackles, gets forward before he's caught down. And it looks like, oh, nope, the ball didn't come out, but he got close to the first down marker. It is really close. We'll see if the refs decide to bring a chain gang out. Nope, they just give him the first down. So that'll make it first and 10 from the Hastings 34-yard line. Three run plays, two first downs. That's what Charlie Shoemaker loves. Yep, especially on that last drive. He kind of stretched the ball out there. That's what probably what you saw, and he got first down with that. Yep, here they line up again with two receivers to the left, left right and one with the left, and they're going to hand it off again to Damon Pape. He's running between tackles. Doesn't go down easily after he's uh, met by a couple of Blue Jays, and he carries them forward for a few more yards. And that is a gain of six there for Damon Pape, and he's running the ball well. That'll make it second and five, second and four, excuse me, from the 40-yard line here for the Hastings High Tigers. Yeah, the offense really coming alive behind Damon Pape there, or right here uh, on this drive. Yeah, and Connor Lopps lining up in that pistol again with two receivers to the left, and they're going to fake the handoff to Damon. Connor Lopps is going to keep it himself, and he gets forward for a couple yards close to a first down. He's going to be about two yards short. That'll make it third and two at the 42-yard line here for the Tigers. Big third down. Yeah, obviously you don't want to pass here if you're the Tigers because your passing offense isn't really doing much, but... Two for, or with two for four for 13 yards, not a really good day yet, but could do something here with this interesting formation where they're running that eye, split eye here. Yep, that's what they come out in, and uh, Damon Pape's going to, or Connor Laux, excuse me, he's going to fake the hand off to Damon Pape, and he's going to try to get to the edge, and he's met right there at the line of scrimmage by number 75 for the Seward Blue Jays. That is Tyler Lenz on the tackle, and that'll make it fourth and two as uh, Connor Lax wasn't able to go anywhere with that run play. And Hastings High looks like they're trotting back out the punting team here on this fourth and short. Another stalled drive there after a few good run plays. Yeah, I think the uh, sewer just kind of dropped more people into the box and started selling out on the run, essentially. And you, once you do that, you got to start throwing the ball. But Hastings obviously doesn't feel comfortable doing that quite yet. And here is the punt. It is a high punt. Good one this time, much better than last time. It's going to land at about the 22-yard line, and it's going to go out of bounds right at the 15. They mark it down at the 16-yard line, and that is where the Seward Blue Jays will start with this drive with 159 left to go here in the first quarter. The Seward Blue Jays 7, Hastings Tigers nothing, and Seward coming back out on offense, first and 10 from their own 17-yard line. Interesting drive on that one. Six plays, all runs, no passes on that one, so... And they, that was the first time that they got any uh, forward movement of significance, obviously, with the first first down coming on that drive. So. Yeah, they had two first downs that drive. Two, yeah. Yep. And now uh, they were stalled out on that third first down attempt. And here come the Seward Blue Jays with two receivers to the right and one to the left. And uh, it's going to be a fake handoff, and they're going to throw a little screen out there on the far sideline. He's got a blocker in front of him, and he's taken down out of bounds. Connor Lauks there on the coverage, and that is going to be about a four six-yard gain. Good first down play there to make it second and four here for the Seward Blue Jays. Yeah, very very good play there. It was really it was really slow developing though. I didn't really understand what was going on. I think there was a couple missed uh, communications yes. there with handoffs. Yeah, it looked like it was a, supposed to be a fake handoff, and then kind of like what happened earlier in the game. Uh, the running back for the Seward Blue Jays, Damon Breeze, Devon Breeze, excuse me, went to the right, and uh, Joseph Kraus went to hand it off to the left, and then. He just kind of threw it out there to the little screen pass to Carson Core there, and they got about six yards. Yeah, they actually are calling it back because of a penalty. It looked like illegal man downfield. But ah, yes. there was. So now make it first and 15 here from the 12-yard line for the Seward Blue Jays. That play was nullified by the penalty. Here they're going to pass it again, and he's going to throw it deep again. 
He's got a man open, but he underthrows it. He had a man open there. Uh, Carson Core was the intended receiver, but Joseph Krause just underthrew it. And that could have been another touchdown, but like I said, Krause underthrew it. That'll make it second and 15 here for the Blue Jays. Yeah, Core seems to be the favorite receiver. He's already got three targets, obviously the one touchdown catch as well on the day, including that penalty. So he's got he's getting, getting a lot of uh, favoritism from Dick Krause there. Yep, and here will the Seward Blue Jays will line up with one receiver to the left and one to the right. They're on their own 12-yard line. Krause is going to give it to Devon Breeze here. Devon's going to find a little hole, but he's met right at the 15-yard line before he bowls forward for a couple more yards. He was met there by McLean Witte, and that is a gain of few. That'll get him back to the original line of scrimmage, almost to the original line of scrimmage. It'll be third and 11 here for the Seward Blue Jays. A minute 15 left to go here in the first quarter. They're leading 7 and nothing. Yeah, well, on the defense defensive side of the ball, Hastings is getting really close to the off the line of scrimmage. They're putting five up there, the two about a yard behind them as well. So, And here on third and 11, they're going to fake the handoff to Devon Brees, and they has a man open out in the flats, but he overthrew him, did Joseph Krause, and that'll be an incomplete pass. He was trying to throw it to his big fullback there, uh, Ben Briggs, and that is an incomplete pass, and Seward will have to punt here. That's three straight incompletes after two two complete passes on that first or first two drives. So it'll be interesting to see what the Hastings Tigers defense has been doing and if they get a little bit of swagger and confidence here. Yeah, they're getting in. a little bit of pressure on Krause now too. And here is the punt. It is going to be a high punt. Actually, pretty pretty low punt, but a deep punt. It's going to go over the heads of the punt returners. It's going to take a Seward Blue Jays bounce. Connor Lass is going to pick it up off the bounce, breaks a tackle at the 20, gets up the sideline at the 30, down at the 35 is where he's going to be pushed out of bounds. Close to the 35. He's going to be marked at the 33. Bad move there, letting the punt go over their heads. You don't see that too often. Oh, especially not in high school. There was a couple, uh, when we were calling the Adam Central games this season, that have been like 10 yards short, and they've only been about 40 yards away from the And he was kicking into the wind there, Yeah, the punter for uh, the Seward Blue Jays. That was a heck of a kick. Yeah, I believe that was Krause on that one. I, I don't recall it completely, but he's listed as their punter, so... It's pretty impressive you can throw it and kick it pretty far. Yeah, that was a good kick there. The Hastings High Tigers will begin this drive with first and 10 at their own 33-yard line. And they're going to line up with two receivers to the right, one to the left. They're in that little pistol formation again. And Damon Pape and Connor Laux are in the back- backfield. They're going to hand it off to Damon, and he breaks a tackle. He gets through the line of scrimmage up toward the 40-yard line, and that's where he will be marked at. So give him a gain of seven there. That'll make it second and three here for the Hastings High Tigers. 30 seconds left to go here in this first quarter. The Tigers lose in this football game to the Seward Blue Jays, 7 to nothing. Yeah, that was a good run there. He's been kind of trying to pound the rock down the middle and got kind of lucky on that one. See if they're going to get only one player try and get a second one off. And here they line up with two receivers to the left, two, one to the right, and Damon Pape's going to, or Connor Laux, excuse me, he's going to fake the handoff to Damon Pape, and he's going to take it himself close to a first down. It looks like they're going to give him enough yards for the first down. And that'll make it, yep, they give him the first down, and that'll make it first and 10 here for the Hastings High Tigers. 11 seconds left to go here in the first quarter. We'll see if they get one more playoff before this quarter ends. Yeah, if they were hurrying up a little bit, they could have been on the ball as the ball was spotted and run another play, but maybe they'll get another one off here. Yep, four, three, two, one, and they do, nope, they don't let him play the play, and it looked like Connor Lax was about to pass there. Yeah. I'm sure he's not happy. I'm sure he wanted to throw that ball. Oh, but yeah. nonetheless, the Hastings High Tigers... Losing this football game to the Seward Blue Jays, 7 0. We'll be back with the second quarter right after this on ESPN 1550 KICS. 
As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers in Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. Back here at Hastings College for the football game between the Seward Blue Jays and the Hastings High Tigers, the Class B football game. Hastings moving the ball downfield in that first quarter, towards the end of that first quarter. They got a first down, and now we have first and 10 from their own 44-yard line as they're looking to tie this game up as right now they're losing here in the start of the second quarter, 7 to nothing. Yeah, they are playing really well toward the end of that first quarter offensively and defensively, getting those two big stops at the end and then obviously starting to get a little bit of momentum on the offensive side of the ball. Here on this first down play in the first play of the second quarter, they line up with two receivers to the left, two to the two to the right, excuse me, and one to the left, and they're going to throw a little out pass to the far sideline there. That is Quinton Sinek on the catch, and it's going to be a gain of about three or four. Oh, actually, he didn't catch it. The ball came out, so that makes it second and ten here for the Tigers. It was a decent throw there by Connor Lauks, but uh, Quinton Sinek just wasn't able to hang on. And here on second down, they line up with two receivers to the right, two to the left. Damon, or Carnal Locks, excuse me, is going to keep the ball himself, and he gets upfield for a gain of about five or six, and that'll make it a more manageable third down. They'll have third and four here from, the, from midfield here in the second quarter. Yeah, not a bad run there, especially on the design keep you draw. Yeah, keep you draw. But that fly motion really isn't going to do much, That's, except for widen out the defensive ends, and they kind of stayed home on that. And here they have two receivers to the left, one to the right. They're going to hand it off to Damon Pape, and he's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage on this third down play, and he's going to get nothing. And that'll make it fourth and four here for the Tigers. And we'll see what Coach Charlie Shoemaker has decides to do. It looks like he's going to jot out the punt unit. And again, the Tigers get a first down, and they stall out around midfield. Yeah, that's something you need to start working on. Obviously, they've only had five passes compared to 13 runs, but... I don't know if the passing game is really the go-to here to try and fix the offense and get something going. Yeah, they do need to get something going, though. That's for sure. 10.52 left to go here in the second quarter. They are losing this football game 7 and nothing. And here is the punt. It's almost blocked, and it's going to be a low one. It might have actually been maybe that defender there for the Seward Blue Jays got a hand on it or at least scared uh, number two there for the uh, uh, Hastings Tigers, Brian Warwick. And that punt was a bad one, and it just goes out of bounds right around the 30. That was a good chance for them to pin the Seward Blue Jays inside the 20, if not inside the 10. But nonetheless, the Blue Jays start this drive first and 10 from their own 32-yard line. I think it was more getting a hand on it by the Seward Blue Jays, but just you because of the way got the, a hand on it? Yeah, yeah just because of the way the, the ball left. Still on. Yeah. yeah. You don't really see that with the way uh, punters kick usually. You don't. You either go straight or to the right. And here the Seward Blue Jays will line up with three to the right, one to the left, and they're going to hand it off here to Devon Breeze. He's going to run off tackle. He breaks the tackle. He's got a blocker in front of him. And he's going to be brought down right around the 40-yard line. Good first down play there by the Blue Jays. And that'll make it second and two. Yeah, really good run to the outside. That's really what you have to do to beat this 3-5 stack that the Tigers run. Yeah, you're not going to be, it's not going to be a fun day running it up the middle. But if you can oh. get outside those tackles, you might have a good day running the ball. Here, the Seward Blue Jays on second and two will line up with three receivers to the left and one to the right. Joseph Krause and... Dame Devon Breeze in the backfield. Krause is going to drop back to throw, and he's got a man open right around the sideline, and he steps out of bounds. Nonetheless, 
it is a first down by Brett Meyer there. As actually, I think they were calling it incomplete. It looked like a good catch from up here, but they did call it incomplete, and that'll make it third and two. I guess he had a foot on the sideline before he caught it. Oh, gotcha. It might have, yeah, it must have been that. I thought it was complete too. But that's three straight, or excuse me, four straight passes that they've been completed, been in, have been incomplete now. And here the Blue Jays will line up with three receivers to the left and two to the right. They're spreading out the Hastings High Tigers. Joseph Krause in the backfield by himself. Number eight comes in motion there. That's Devon Breeze. They're going to give it to Devon, and he's going to go upfield. Actually, Joseph Krause on the carry there, and he got it for a gain of seven. That made it a first down, and that is first and ten from their own 46-yard line. Good third down play by there by the um, Seward Blue Jays. Yeah, definitely. That motion really messed with them, especially spreading that out. You kind of got to run it up the middle. Basically with this defense, it's kind of like a 4-3, essentially. And when you spread them out, those rubbers move, and you basically only have four guys in the box. So you can, hat on hat, you still got an extra man. Yeah, great play there by the Blue Jays. And here they're going to run a little screen pass on first down, and he's going to be out of bounds right around midfield. Another net gain there for the uh, Blue Jays, and they're just moving this ball methodically downfield. That makes it second and six from the from midfield here for the Blue Jays. Yeah, not a bad screen pass. I mean, you kind of want to go be going downfield more a little bit, but... You're just going to work your way down the field as well. I mean, either way works as long as you end with the touchdown, I guess. Yep, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And right now they are moving the ball downfield, second and six from the 50-yard line. Here they line up in a bit of a pistol formation. Two receivers to the left. They're going to hand the ball off to Devon Breeze, and he's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage, maybe gained a yard. That'll make it third and five here from the Hastings High Tigers, 49-yard line here for the Seward Blue Jays. Tigers could really use a stop here. Yeah, you really could. Um, I think if they get spread out again, like in that three left, two wide, like you, they had a couple plays ago, it won't happen just because of the way that their defense is run, but, which is what they're actually coming out to is a three wide and then one back in the backfield. So interesting to see how the Tigers will defend this. Yeah, they have, uh, like you said, three receivers to the left, one to the right, and the Hastings High Tigers get a jump on the ball. They have pressure on him, and he's going to get out of the pocket. He's got a man open as he throws downfield, and it's caught there by number four, Josh Sagehorn, and it's a touchdown for the Seward Blue Jays. What a play by Joseph Krause. He was flustered right away by the Hastings High Tigers. He ran out of the pocket to his left. Threw it across, not across his body, but he threw it off his off the wrong foot. Off the back foot, Off yeah. the back foot, and he got it to uh, Sagehorn there for the touchdown. Another big play for the Blue Jays as they go up 13 to nothing. It definitely worked for him. I was surprised that he was able to make that throw athletically, running the wrong way and back. And now they're running a swinging gate. Wow, that's a bold move, but coming back into a normal... <laughs> extra point formation <laughs> yeah you got all excited and was, they went, uh, into yeah. the, went into the normal point formation it's not your fault but that they came out in a weird formation for the extra point and then switched to a normal and the kick or the snap is good the hold is good and the kick is through the uprights and that makes it 14 and nothing here the seward blue jays are leading this football game over the hastings high tigers with 850 left to go in the second quarter what a throw there by joseph kraus and this time it was just josh sagehorn kraus he wants that player of the game yeah i I think so, too. I mean, I would give it to him at this point. He's already got 140 yards on four passes. so <laughs> Four completions. Four completions, yeah. Yeah, and that throw right there. Uh, I wish we had a video replay of that because that was one of the best. We said last time his last throw was one of the best plays we've seen all season. That right there was the best play we've seen all season without a doubt. Yeah, at least the most exciting. I don't know about best, but most exciting because I remember that one 
it was uh, Gabe Conan ran that one, or he ran a dude over and then kept going. Oh man, yards. that play was incredible. That was too. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, but well, that's the best pass play we've seen all season. Yeah, that's hey, the I'll, best throw we've seen all season. I'll concede with you on that. But yes, uh, nonetheless, the Super Blue Jays up here, fourteen and nothing over the Tigers. They line up for the kickoff here in the second quarter. Eight fifty left to go. And here is the kick. It's a high kick, kicking into the wind. And it's going to be fielded right at the five-yard line by the Tigers. And he's got a hole, and he gets to about the 30, down at the 36, make it the 37-yard line. Good return there by the Tigers. Connor Lauks on the return. He does a lot for them. Punt returns, kick returns, defense, offense, quarterback, running it with the ball, throwing it, does a lot for them. Yeah, he does do a lot. He even plays running back when their backup quarterback comes in to play a little bit. I've looking at some of the stats uh, Swoboda is his last name. I can't remember what his first name off the top of my head is. Alex Swoboda. Alex Swoboda. Yeah, he when he comes in, Locks just Locks just moves over to running back. And here Connor Locks is in the backfield with Damon Pape, and they're going to do a little fake handoff, and he's going to get outside the pocket. He's got no one open, and he's going to be sacked for a loss of a couple there on first down, and that'll make it second and 12 for the Hastings High Tigers as Connor Locks had nobody open there on that a little um, a play action play. As play action, then I don't know why he stepped up into the pocket above a couple guys, and then just basically left himself with no blockers and everyone behind him. Essentially, pretty interesting choice there. But nonetheless, he's the quarterback, and I'm not. Connor Lauks here going to drop back with two receivers to the right, and he's going to throw it out to this far sideline, and it's going to be caught, but not for much. It's just going to make it third and nine here for the Hastings High Tigers. They need to do a little more than this if they want to stay in this football game. Oh, most definitely, you got to do. A lot more than this if you even want to try and not get running clocked. But Yeah, well, we, well, it's far away from that. Yeah. Three more touchdowns. But the way the Seward Blue Jays play on offense, you never know. They hit quick. Here the Hastings High Tigers line up with two receivers to the left, one to the right. Connor Lauks drops back. He's going to throw it deep. It's tipped at the line of scrimmage. And that is going to be incomplete as it was tipped there by a big lineman there for the Seward Blue Jays. That makes it fourth and nine, and back comes out the punting unit. What is that, five drives, five punts now for the Hastings High Tigers? Uh, yeah, right on. Five five drives, five punts. So really big uh, special teams game from them. So, I mean, that's at least decent to, <laughs> to note on stats sheets. And here the Tigers line up for the punt. We have Joseph Krause that back there in the backfield, or back there to return it for the Seward Blue Jays. Oh, there's actually two returners, but it's going to drop at about the 33-yard line. And it's going to go out of bounds right behind the 20 at the 18-yard line. And that is where the Seward Blue Jays will start this drive. It'll be first and 10 from the 19 is where they'll mark it. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't matter where they start. They're very potent enough on offense that they will probably score or have the, a good opportunity to here if they run the right plays. Yep, definitely. They And if they execute. And they, Yeah, that's the biggest thing you got to execute in it. Even on a broken play, they executed very well, as we saw on that last one. This has been one of the most impressive passing offenses I've seen all year. We've been covering a lot of Class C1 football, but th this team is something else. Seward Blue Jays line up with one receiver to the left, one to the right. And they have Joseph Kraus with Devon Breeze in the backfield. Waiting for the snap. Looks like a little bit of miscommunication there. I'm not sure, but still waiting on the snap. There it is. Joseph Kraus hands it off to Devon Breeze. He finds a hole. Got some blockers in front of him takes a man on, and he's going to be past the 30-yard line. That is a first down there for the Seward Blue Jays. Good run there by Devon Breeze. Yeah, very good run. Obviously, that left side is something that they're trying to exploit. They ran it, uh, I think, four times to that left side. But also with that passing offense, you kind of 
you got to spread out and back off a little bit. Put a couple more people in the ha- in the uh, roof, not as many in the uh, box. So. And here on first and ten from their own thirty-one yard line, they line up with one receiver to the left, one to the right. A little bit of a pistol formation. Oh, they line up in the shotgun, I guess. And then Joseph Krause is going to drop back, and he's got a man open there. And it's one-on-one, and he breaks the tackle. Ooh, he actually doesn't break that tackle. Nice tackle there by number two for the um, Tigers, Brian Warwick. Or else that could have been a touchdown. But it is a first down, as that was a gain of 12 on first down. And that will make it first and 10 from their own 44-yard line. The Seward Blue Jays showing that they can kind of work the ball downfield and not just throw deep passes. Yeah. I think methodically works for a while, and then you just kind of lull your uh, opponent to sleep and then throw deep. But they've been running a lot of tight sets uh, this drive, which is kind of interesting. And here they uh, defensive lineman for Hastings side jumped off sides. Uh, that was Gavin West, or not Gavin West, excuse me, Jack Shardlow jumping off sides, and that'll make it first and five here for the Blue Jays. That's not what you want to do with this team because coaches, especially when you got a passing offense like this, they like to take chances on first and five. Yeah, I mean, first and First and five, you'll probably see a deep pass here, probably to uh, number six, Carson Court, or maybe even Brett Meyer. Who's or Josh it. Sagehorn, any one of them. Just Brett Meyer last week was the one who had all three touchdowns, so these guys got a lot of weapons. Yeah, I, I'd say we just put all the names in the hat, pick one out, and maybe he'll get the pass. <laughs> well, they decide to hand it off here to Von Brees, and the Tigers get good penetration in the backfield, and it's going to be tackled for a loss there on first down. That'll make it first and seven. Big number 75 there on the tackle. That is Jack Shardalo, the guy who got the offsides. Made up for it. Made it second and eight, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what you got to do is you mess up, you got to make up for it. And he did just exactly that. Interesting how uh, he moved. They moved their uh, defensive tack. They call them defensive tackles. I'm going to call them defensive ends. Shardalo and then Gashawn Hunt in a little bit, kind of inside shade and stops the run a little bit and here the Seward Blue Jays spread out the Tigers and it's going to be thrown to the far sideline incomplete and that'll make it third and eight here for the Seward Blue Jays as Joseph Kraft just wasn't able to find his man Carson Core there on the far sideline yeah I mean at this point you're kind of getting the run stopped a little bit at least the last couple two of the last three plays so why not go air you haven't been able to stop that just got to be a little bit more accurate there if you're uh, Kraus. Yeah, he had a man open. He just, uh, I think maybe it was a little miscommunication. Maybe It looked like he was trying to throw an out route because he threw it close to the sideline and the guy was running a hitch. Here on third down, Krause is going to drop back. They throw a little screen pass. Good play there by Shardalo. It looks like as he was able to come off his blocker and tackle uh, Devon Breeze's foot, and he gets to about the 49-yard line, and it will be fourth and five here for the Seward Blue Jays. Good defensive plays there by Shardalo. Yeah, definitely made up for that one mistake, and, now they're back at first or fourth and five where they were after that penalty, and now they're Hastings has kind of like got a little more momentum. And Seward's going to go for it here on this fourth and five. Will they at least line up? Nope. Looks like they're going to change to a punting formation as Kraus is going to punt it away. High punt, and it's going to land right at about the 15 yard line. It's going to take a big bounce, and it's going to go out of bounds or not out of bounds. It's going to go into the end zone, and that'll be a touchback for the Hastings High Tigers. They will start this drive at the 20 with 4.47 left to go in the second quarter. Hastings High is losing this football game to the Seward Blue Jays, 14 to nothing. They need to score here. Yeah, I mean, obviously you do need to score, and they get the ball back in the uh, second half as well. So if they can kill a lot of clock, probably get it down to about a minute, minute, minute and a half, I'd say, and basically try and 
see what Seward is going to come out in. I don't think they're going to try and quick strike that much going into halftime, but if they can go into halftime with a little momentum on offense, they'll definitely be set for the second half. Yes, definitely. Here they line up with uh, one receiver to the left and one to the right, and the Dave and Connor Lax is going to keep it, and he gets up the field. Ooh, if he had, he had breaking one more tackle, he could have been to the house as he had some steam behind him and open grass in front of him, but he got tackled there by the safety for the Seward Blue Jays. Um, Jacob Groff on the tackle there. That's 425 left to go in the first quarter. That makes it second and three here for the Hastings High Tigers as uh, Lox was able to get seven. They're going to hand it off here to Bryant Warwick, or Luke Wilkie, excuse me, and he's going to be tackled right at the line of scrimmage. Give him maybe a few feet, a yard at best, and that'll make it third and two here for the Tigers as they need this third down conversion here. You don't want to punt it back to the Blue Jays. Give them a chance to score before the first half is over. Especially with four minutes left, you don't want to be... You don't want a three and out. It's only third and uh, they're calling it two, but it looks like three, more like three to me. But interesting to see what they do here. Here they hand it off to Damon Pape, and he's going to be tackled right around the line of scrimmage, but he turns his feet forward. He's going to be close to a first down. They do give him the first, so that'll be first and 10 from their own 38-yard line here for the Tigers as they were able to move the chains on that third down play. Nothing else. It was good just to get the first down. Even if they don't score it, they're killing a lot more clock now, and they not given much time for the sewer to score. And here, Connor Laux is going to fake the handoff, and he's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage. The Seward Blue Jays have been ready for this option all game, and uh, Connor Laux only gets a gain of about two there, four actually, make it second and six from the 35-yard line here for the Tigers. But they have not been able to get Connor Laux loose on that option. Yeah, a really interesting thing to me is that they're, it's kind of like a... Uh, Fake handoff, but he's spinning and not even really trying. And I believe it's built into the offense, but I'm not for sure. Yeah, here they're going to hand it off to Damon Pape, and he's going to get, uh, he's going to break a tackle. He's going to get loose. He's at the 50 yard line before he's tackled by his foot, his foot there by number 71 for the Seward Blue Jays. That's Jordan Kavulik on the tackle. Good play there. He could have gone a lot farther if he had not gotten shoelace tackled there by Jordan for the Seward Blue, Seward Blue Jays, but nonetheless a first down. And they have the ball at the Seward Seward 46-yard line. And here on first and 10, Connor Lox is going to keep it himself. And he's going to get forward to about the 41-yard line. Give him a gain of five there on first down. And that will make it second and five as the Tigers are starting to move the ball downfield. Yeah, they probably got a little bit of confidence, especially from that last run. Or the play two, two plays ago, I guess, by Pap. But see what they do here. They're coming down that. Uh, wishbone formation a lot. Yep, they come out in the wishbone again, and Connor Lox is going to keep it himself. It's a little option play. He tried to pitch it. The ball came loose for a sec, for a sec but Connor Lox was able to fall back on it, and that makes it third and ten here for the Hastings High Tigers. That wishbone is definitely something that is uh, good, but also bad like that, where they had the triple option ability. He pulled the ball, but wanted to pitch it, and they just weren't on the same page with their other running back. Uh, now we're going to go on to this next play. They're coming out in that wishbone again, but what are you seeing here? Yeah, here on third and ten, they come out with two receivers to the left and one to the right. Uh, Connor Lox is going to fake the handoff to Damon Pape. He's going to be flushed out of the pocket. He has a man open as he throws a deep, but it's, oh, tipped and almost intercepted. As he was open, he flashed open for a sec there, did uh, Quentin Sinek, but the safety for the Seward Blue Jays came over quickly and was able to knock that ball down, almost intercepted, and that'll make it fourth and ten here for the Tigers. Yeah, with that, you can't really float the ball on that pass. you got to throw it a little bit harder. But 
Yes. There's also a lot of people there too. If you would have thrown it hard, it probably would have been tipped and uh, knocked away or intercepted as well. So. And that was a great play by the safety there to come over because I, when I first saw the throw go out, I saw um, Quentin Sinek was pretty wide open, and then the safety came over for the Blue Jays and was able to knock that ball down. Yeah, great speed by him. And here on the punt, we have a flag as the snap comes out. It is a short punt, but it takes a Hastings high bounce, and it's going to be dropped right at the 10, and that is where the Tigers will pick it up. And depending on that penalty, that is where the Seward Blue Jays will start this drive. We'll see what they call. Waiting on the call here from the refs. Just be, just by the reasoning that they let the play go, I'm assuming it's on uh, Seward Blue Jays, this uh, penalty is. Yeah, we'll see what they call here. Here comes the ref telling the coach. It's false start on the Tigers. You'd think they blow that play dead. Maybe they did and the kids just played on. Yeah, without you, hearing the whistle. I mean, I usually we've been able to hear the, the whistle a little bit today, but these this crowd is so loud. And I don't need, I didn't even hear it, so I'm assuming they didn't as well. So here they will re-kick it. it. Is fourth and sixteen here for the Hastings High Tigers, and they will be kicking from about the 49 yard line, their own 49 yard line, make it a little bit of harder kick. And that was that was a good kick last time. Got inside the 20, right at the 10 yard line, but here they'll have to re-kick after that false start. And here is the snap. The catch is good. The punt is another low one, and this one's not going as far. It's going to drop at the 29, take a Seward bounce, and it's going to be out of bounds at the 28-yard line. And that is where Seward will start this drive with a minute and 27 seconds left to go here in the second quarter. Do you uh, get a little aggressive here if you're the head coach for the Seward Blue Jays? Especially with uh, Hastings getting the ball coming out at halftime, yeah, I would definitely try and get more aggressive, try and throw the ball deep maybe not throw it deep but yeah they have three timeouts so they can just throw they can just play their game yeah they can they, if what they've been doing the past two drives are dink and dunk and then one deep pass i think if they keep doing that they should be able to score or at least make a little movement and make a gain a little momentum going into the second half and here they line up with three receivers to the right one to the left they're going to throw it to the far sideline and it's going to be caught there he breaks a tackle and he doesn't get out of bounds he's at the 50 at the 40 and he's going to be brought down right around the 35 yard line and that is where seward will be, uh, continue this drive after a big passing play, play there by Joseph Krause with the completion of Carson Core. Yeah, like I said, Core, actually make that Brent Meyer. Brent oh, Meyer. Well, that that takes away exactly what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> Core has been targeted a lot. So is Meyer a little bit. He's got three uh, passing uh, targets, excuse me, on the day. So not too bad of a day from him. And here they line up for this first and 10, 36 yards away from pay dirt. They have three receivers to the left, one to the right. Do the Blue Jays? Joseph Krause is going to drop back. He's under pressure, but he throws it deep. Oh, and right through the hands there of number seven, Ben Myers. But there is a flag on the play in the area of pass interference. We'll see what the official call is. But the Blue Jays here moving the ball once again, trying to go up 21 nothing here before half. Yeah, that was uh, the back ref that called that instead of the guy that was right near the play. But they are calling pass interference on that. I saw a little bit of uh, bumping and kind of hand slapping there. Uh, we're used to covering the Patriots who don't pass the ball that much. Is a pass interference a spot of the foul, or is it just 15 yards? It should be only 15 yards. Yep, it is a 15-yard penalty. Well, nonetheless, they get 15 yards because it says first and 10 from the 21. They were just at the 36. Nonetheless, they get 15 yards on that penalty, and now they have uh, 21 yards away from Paydirt here with a minute 02 left to go. We hit in the first half. They line up with two receivers to the left, two to the right. Joseph Krause is going to drop back. He's going to throw a little slant over the middle. Great play there by uh, Bryant Work to strip the ball free as number seven, Ben Myers, Brett Myers, excuse me, was or Ben Myers was able to catch it. They have a Brett Myers and a Ben Myers on the team. I'm going to get that confused all day. Oh, and they're both really big Bo- guys, They're too. both wide receivers as well. 
So, uh, yeah, on the he caught it, then Bryant Work stripped it out of his hands. Great play there by Bryant to make it second and ten. Still got to get a couple more stops, though. Most definitely. And here on the second down play, they have two receivers to the left, two to the right. Joseph Kraft is going to drop back. He's going to be flushed out of the pocket to his right, running towards the far sideline. He's got running room, and he's just going to go out of bounds right around the first down marker, and that'll make it third and about one here for the uh, – Seward Blue Jays actually make it third and about five as he went out of bounds way. He could have he could have maybe gotten that first down there, but he kind of ran out of steam. Maybe he's a little bit tired as his first half is drawing to a close. And, and I think he was just trying to protect himself, trying to get a score, not trying to be too aggressive as well. And stops the clock once he got out of bounds. All that time. is true. They didn't have to burn a timeout. 49 seconds left to go here in the first half. Joseph Krause lines up in the backfield with two receivers to his right and two to the left, and he's going to throw it to his right to the far sideline on a little hitch route. He's going to be caught there by Carson Core, and he's going to be uh, about five yards ahead of the first down, and he's going to be marked down at the seven-yard line, it looks like. So they'll have first and goal from the seven-yard line here with the Seward Blue Jays. That's already over 200 yards passing here for Krause on the day. And they take a timeout, and we'll take a timeout with him. We'll be right back here with more football here on ESPN 1550 KICS. The team at Klein Insurance has a winning record of service offering home, auto, business, farm, and crop insurance. If you want to score big with service and great rates, stop by 710 South Burlington or call 463-1256 and let the Klein Insurance team win you over. Stop at Thompson Oil Company, 806 East South Street for complete auto care. Or for your convenience store needs, go to the West 2nd Best Stop at 2nd and Laird. Both locations feature Phillips 66 Super Clean Gasoline in three grades, unleaded, E10 with ethanol, and premium unleaded. Thompson Oil Company, Hastings. From Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. We'd also like to take this time to thank some sponsors, Vaughn's Printers, Barney Insurance, Mary Landing Healthcare, Rivals Bar and Grill, and Rutz Heating and Air Conditioning. Thank you for your service across the Hastings community. If you're at another game, we'd love to get the score updates. Call or text updates to 308-646-0506, and we will add it to our live football scoreboard at PlatteRiverPreps.com. You can also listen to the Saint, or Adam Central game there at PlatteRiverPreps.com as well. And here on this first and goal, the Seward Blue Jays will line up with two receivers to the left and two to the right, and they get a man to jump off sides again. I think that's Chardaloo again. They're jumping off sides, and that'll make it second, first and three and a half. For, for first and goal from the three and a half yard line here yeah. for the Seward Blue Jays. I was thinking, like, why are you saying three and a half? And I forgot, yeah, it's half distance to the goal. Once it's inside the 10, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Hey, Apparently, not. you don't. <laughs> Apparently, no, not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Will Ryan is a great color commentator. He says things, and I just like, what did he just say? I have no idea what that formation is. So glad to have him on the broadcast team here on ESPN 1550 KSES. And the Su- it. Thank you. Sorry, Seward Blue Jays will line up with two receivers to the right, two to the left. They're going to hand the ball off here to Devon Breeze, and he's going to get into the end zone for a touchdown, as that was a good play there. I'm sure Hastings was expecting pass. Instead, they hand it off to Devon Breeze right up the middle. They spread him out with two receivers to the left and two to the right, and they just got a touchdown, easy touchdown there for Devon Breeze. Yep, swinging gate here now coming out for the extra point. Obviously, they're probably not going to do it. No one really does with that swinging gate, but really interesting thing is they have eight linemen lined up to the left, of the uh, snapper and then one guy behind him and then uh, one, the two guys ready for the kick, the field goal as well. But then they come back to a regular field goal formation like they just did. Yep, they just did that, and here they are for the extra point. And the snap is good, the hold is good, and the kick is through the uprights and good. 21 to nothing here. Seward Blue Jays leading over the Hastings High Tigers. We will take a quick break. We'll be back with this football game on ESPN 1550 KSCS. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Back here at Hastings College for the football game, Class B football game between the Seward Blue Jays and the Hastings High Tigers. 38 seconds left to go here in the first half. Seward Blue Jays leading over the Tigers 21 to nothing, and the Tigers are ready for this kickoff as they just allowed a rushing touchdown to Devon Breeze. Not a good first half here for the Tigers. Not on defense, at least. Uh, or on offense, well, really. offense is terrible, but... <laughs> It's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's not great. And here on the kick, it'll go out of bounds, out of the back of the end zone, hat rather. And that one, he was kicking with the wind. And that'll make it a touchback here for the Hastings High Tigers. We'll see what they decide to do with 38 seconds left to go. They do have three timeouts, but they haven't been passing the ball well. And I don't think they'll be able to get a touchdown or any yards really with running the ball with this little time left on the clock. Yeah, 38 seconds, you're not really going to get much. Obviously, not a great day either for passing the Hastings Tigers have, but is pretty good for the Seward uh, Blue Jays. And here they'll line up with two receivers to the right and two to the left, and the ball comes out as they handed it off to Damon Pape, and it looks like the Seward Blue Jays jumped on it. They did, and out comes the Seward Blue Jays offense as Damon Pape coughed up the ball. Big play there. 34 seconds left to go here in the first half, and the Blue Jays are back in business. First and 10 from the 23-yard line. They have a chance to score another touchdown here before the half is over, as that was a big mistake by Damon Pape. Yeah, that's that's definitely some, the uh, very last thing you want to do with <laughs> on the very first play after getting the ball back and then turning it right back over, only killing four seconds. And, yeah, now they have 34 seconds with two timeouts to score another touchdown or maybe get in field goal range at least, as they do have a good kicker, it seems. They line up with two receivers to the right, two to the left. Joseph Krause is looking back at his sideline looking for a call and he gets the snap off. He's going to drop back. He's looking deep. He's going to throw it deep. Got a man open at the 10-yard line, catches it, breaks a tackle, and he's going to be tackled right at about the 9, and the Seward Blue Jays get a first down, and they have first a goal again from right about the 9-yard line, as that was a great pitch and catch there by Joseph Krause and Carson Core again. Kaur has been, uh, had his number called multiple times here, uh, 7 Targets already, and uh, I believe five catches as well on the day, including that 82-yarder for the touchdown. And the oh no, he did not catch the other one, but uh, yeah, the 82-yarder biggest play of the game for them. I thought I have it mixed up. I wrote down the wrong number. I thought he caught the other touchdown as well, but, which was uh, Sagehorn. Yeah. Uh, Josh Sagehorn caught the what was that like a 50-yarder touchdown? Uh, that was yeah, 49 yards exactly. So uh, I was close. Um, yeah. So 26 seconds left to here in the first half. The Seward Blue Jays. Have first and goal from the nine-yard line, and they are leading this football game 21 to nothing, looking to put up another touchdown here before the half is over. As Damon Pape just had a huge mistake, coughed it up on that little run play. It seemed like Charlie was just trying to do a run play, see what they got with it, and then go to the half. Instead, Damon Pape coughs up the ball, and now they got to hope for their defense to make a big stand here to at least just hold them to a field goal. Yeah, I mean, you can at least hold them to a field goal, or even a field goal attempt would be even better if they miss it. But the way their kicker's been kicking today, the distance and all that, I don't believe he's going to miss. Yeah, we will see what happens, though. They have three plays, four plays if they decide to go for it on fourth down. You don't know what they'll do on that fourth down if it does come to that. But right now they have first and goal from the nine-yard line 
They line up with three receivers to the left and one to the right. They've been spreading out the Hastings Tigers defense all game, and they will do it here again. Joseph Krause is going to drop back. He's going to look into the end zone. He has a man open right in the corner, throws it, touchdown, and they take advantage of that fumble by Damon Pape, and that makes it 27 to nothing here. The Seward Blue Jays lead, as I believe that was the running back on the catch, wasn't it? Was that um, uh, De- Devon Breeze there on the touchdown reception? I think so. I couldn't quite tell. I thought it was a 22, but then he started moving closer to us, and it looked like an 8, so I'll, I believe so. It, was it could have been Connor Ruth as well. Yeah, but not sure who it was, but... Nonetheless, another touchdown here for the Seward Blue Jays. 18 seconds left to go in the first half. They lead this football game 27 to nothing as they line up for the extra point to make it 28 to nothing here in the first half over the Hastings Side Tigers. The, the snap is good, the hold is good, and the kick is through the uprights. That makes it 28 nothing, and we will take a break as the Seward Blue Jays are leading this football game over the Hastings Side Tigers 28 to nothing on ESPN 1550 KICS. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals for nightly specials and enjoy great food, friendly service, and the best atmosphere. Stop in before or after the game. Every Thursday night is pizza night. Or Friday is surf and turf. A juicy New York steak served with hand-breaded shrimp. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. Welcome back to the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. Stay tuned for the halftime show and after the game, the postgame show, which is brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street in Hastings. And here is the kickoff after the Seward Blue Jays scored that touchdown, and it's going to be another touchback as Joseph Krause is kicking with the wind. And he's just able to boot it out of bounds every time out of the back of the end zone. I think there's been one return, and that was because it was a uh, line drive kick, basically. And uh, still, five out of six is, or yeah, five out of six is pretty good. Yes, it is. And uh, here in the third quarter, uh, second quarter, excuse me, 18 seconds left to go, 28 to nothing. The Seward Blue Jays is leading this game over the Hastings Tigers. If I was Charlie Shoemaker here, I would just take a knee. I wouldn't risk running the ball again with Damon Pape. Uh, I wouldn't even risk running the ball with. Uh, Connor Laux, yeah, either, either of them. Um, and they do run the ball here. They give it to Damon Pape, and he's going to get to a first down before he's hit and brought down at about the 29-30 yard line, and that is enough for a first down. And that will make it first and 10 from the 30-yard line. But the clock continues to run. Doesn't look like they'll be able to get another playoff. Four seconds, three seconds, two seconds. They do get a playoff. We have a whistle before the snap, though. We have a ref running out on field frantically. Not sure what he's doing. Telling the timeout. Oh no, they were trying to get oh yeah, timeout there on the Seward for the Seward Blue Jays. With triple zeros on the clock. So I guess they'll give them a few more seconds and Hastings will run one more play more than likely. Not sure what they can do though, as it is second and one from the twenty nine yard line. They I don't think Connor Locks can throw it that far. Oh, I don't I don't expect him to even throw it at all. I don't even uh it doesn't look like they brought in uh Alex Woda either, who's a little bit of a better passer, at least or distance-wise, not statistically-wise, but uh, actually throwing the ball-wise. So I think they're just going to try and run the ball one more time. See if they get a lucky play there with Damon, maybe get a big run in here with three seconds left to go in the first half. They will line up for the second and one play from the 29-yard line. They have two receivers to the right, or one receiver to the right, one to the left. 
And two running backs in the backfield. They're going to fake the handoff to Damon, give it to Connor Lauks, and he's going to get forward for a first down, but he's going to be tackled right around the 38-yard line. And that will bring us to the close of the first half. We'll be back with the halftime show for you. Our score here at Hastings College, the Seward Blue Jays 28, the Hastings Tigers nothing. Attention, TM Sporting Goods Retail Location in downtown Kearney is closing its doors. Giving you the opportunity to get some door-busting specials on select in-stock merchandise. Everything will be sold. Get to TM yeah, Sporting Goods now yeah, for the best selection before it's gone. Prices reduced. TM Sporting Goods Retail Store What's is that? closing yeah, the on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods is a division of Protein Design. Five Points Bank of Hastings. Um, actually, safe, we'll do this. Strong, strong, and we'll growing. come back to me after this ninety. We'll do a little first half recap. We'll take a commercial. With a staff and then do the scoreboard show. Three banking locations over forty-five and then we'll go to and have grown to become the largest locally owned bank in Hastings. Since our opening, we've What's listened that? to you and responded by providing high-quality yeah, customer that's fine, service, we have new banking technology, and provided support to many community organizations. We appreciate your support and look forward to continuing as the better bank in Hastings. Thank you. The train tracks are gone, and over time, things change. But Vons Printers continues to be your full-service printing specialist. From start to finish, Vons Printers will customize your own logo, print business cards, envelopes, letterheads, brochures, and notepads to create a calling card for your business. Expect quality, personalized service, and competitive pricing from your full-service printing experts. For over 85 years, locally owned and operated, Vons Printers, 2nd and East Side Boulevard in Hastings. Hastings College offers many great things, tons of scholarships, more than 60 majors, and people who will help you succeed. And Hastings is a great college town. You've got to check it out. Go to Hastings.edu to find out more. Back here at Hastings College for the Class B football game between the Seward Blue Jays and Hastings High Tigers. It is halftime, and at halftime, the Blue Jays lead over the Tigers 28 to nothing. And... Uh, not much to say about that first half besides the Blue Jays and dominance. Those are the two words I would use to describe this first half. What would you use, I mean, Ryan? I would use the Give me two words. Two words. Uh, dominance and, <laughs> I don't know. Blue I, Jays. Blue Jays, I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's the best way know. to describe this first half. I mean, it's been all Blue Jays, like you say, yeah. Like, even on defense, uh, their defense wasn't that overpowering and uh, very good. I'll use overpowering and dominance. How about that? Oh. How about that? Yeah, yeah you, you took word. too much time, though. You had to care. do it on the spot. Hey, I'm not good at it on the spot. I like to think <laughs> things through, okay? <laughs> but defense has been overpowering for them. Um, passing defense, they're, they've only allowed three for seven for 16 yards. Obviously, no touchdowns as Hastings hasn't scored at all today. But on the, on the ground, has been really where it's been impressive. They've uh, stopped the running back for Hastings. Uh, number 25, I'm, trying to, I'm losing his name at the moment. Uh, what is that? Uh, Damon Pape. He's only got 39 yards on 12 attempts, as well as that fumble that was uh, dropped by him. So defense is really showing out just as much as their offense is, as Seward has been really uh, productive with Kraus being 10 for 17, 222 yards and three touchdowns en route to a 28 nothing lead, as well as running back Devon Breeze being nine carries, 30 yards, and one touchdown and a couple of receptions as well. They've really been passing the ball around. Yes, they have. They've been throwing the ball. And <laughs> Joseph Krause has some, some of the best throws I've ever seen in a high school football game. And I used to do high school football over out in Oregon. 
Those two throws he made, the, the second one especially off his back foot, running to his left, throwing with his right, that was incredible. It was uh, the touchdown to Josh Sagehorn, yeah. the 49-yarder, and he was under pressure right away on that play by the Tigers. They got into the backfield. He scrambled backwards about five yards, and then he went to the right and scrambled a little bit further backwards. So he was about seven, eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. Or no, actually maybe about 12, 13 yards behind yeah. the line of scrimmage and just hucked it up. Not even hucked it up. He threw it. That was a, that was a, that was a pro throw there. That was a Gruden dime. It was, it was, it's not Gruden. Who was it? It's uh, uh there you go. Uh, I can't think of his name. Dilfer. Now. Dilfer dime. I was with, Dilfer. Dilfer dime. called out a dime. That's what yes. I, that's what I was trying to say. I messed that up. But <laughs> uh, still a pretty good game from him. Pretty uh, good. Well, really good. Excuse Very me. I, good. I mean, I if you consider just the, these stats and you thought it was a full quarter game, you'd be like, all right, that's pretty good. But it's only a half. Yeah, and he's got so, 10 for 17. And how many yards again? 222. 222 and so. three touchdowns. He had three touchdowns all of last week. And, in fact, they all went to Brett Meyer. And I don't think he has a uh, – he might have a catch or two, but I know he doesn't have a touchdown as the three touchdowns today are to Carson Core. Two of them are to Carson Core, I believe. One to Carson Core, one to Josh Sagehorn. And the other is to Devon Breeze. Yeah, that's who we gave it to at least. It, well, obviously, we as we said it on when it came out, Breeze. We couldn't see the numbers, so we just uh, we assumed it looked like eight. So that's what we gave it to. Yeah, we gave it to Devon Breeze, oh. and um, dominating first half. What did the Hastings High Tigers do? Can they get back in this football game with their run attack, or, or do you think they're going to have to throw it more in the second half? I think they can, but it's that uh, style of offense that they're running—the short pistol with the split eye. I don't know. I've never seen that, obviously, and it's really weird. It's it's only two yards. It's five yards deep is where the running back is, which is usually where the quarterback is in a pistol. Yeah, and, and the then pistol. The running back three yards behind him. It's a real tight formation. Yeah, and they're even like the wide receivers aren't that far out. Usually, you get them outside the hash, and most of them have been inside the hash on, on the far side. Yeah, but it's been in uh, a rough first half for the Tigers. Yeah, I think defensively too, they need to get a lot more pressure. That uh, Seward offensive line is doing a really good job. Yes, they are doing a really good job. Um, except that one play though, where Kraus got the touchdown, I'm still not over it. No, I I can't believe it. That was such a great play. I really hope it uh, gets uploaded to Max Preps, or there's a someone took a video of it. So, just hey, someone uh, has a video of it somewhere and puts it online. Because hearing it is, is is good, and I think I called it well. But seeing it is something else. Because that was a oh. that was a great throw, especially with him running basically. Uh, to his left, where being a right-handed quarterback, you're not yeah. supposed to do that. Throwing off his back foot, off, oh. off balance too. That's another thing we with with, with defenders around him. Yeah, he was those under three pressure. Three guys right there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he I got can't hit. even. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even do that. No, even at my height when I was playing football. Obviously, I was never a quarterback. I played tight end, but I used to like messing around with the ball, and I thought I could throw it pretty decent. I uh, that was a great throw by Joseph Kraus, and he's um only a junior, so he's yeah, gonna he's be got, around next year. And. His speed really helped him on that, too. Yes, I don't he's think, a quick quarterback. I don't think if he wasn't as quick as he was, he would not have been able to make that play. All right. Well, like I said, the score here, the Seward Blue Jays 28, Hastings High Tigers nothing here at Hastings College. We'll be back with our scores from around the area on 50, ESPN 1550 KICS. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Chaley at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost quality protection Claim service second to none. And if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. This is Tom at Burt's Pharmacy. 
Flu season is upon us, and I invite you to stop by and get immunized. Flu vaccinations last approximately one year. September through October is the prime month to get vaccinated. We are here Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and on Saturday, 8.30 to noon. We can also schedule an arrangement to go to your place of work or your office and do vaccinations there. So give us a call. Burt's Pharmacy, 402-462-4466 or Burt's Downtown, 402-462-4343. When you need body work, call Sealy Body Shop in Hastings. Sealy's uses environmentally friendly products from PPG. Sealy's offers complete collision repair and restoration. Sealy's Body Shop, the name you trust. At 201 South Hastings Avenue in Hastings. Back here at Hastings College for the halftime show. The Seward Blue Jays leading over the Hastings High Tigers. 28 to nothing, and we'll get you some scores from around the state. Uh, number nine, Scott's Bluff over Grand Island Northwest, who is number 10 in Class B football, 20 to 13 at the half. And then Gehring is losing to Aurora, 43 to nothing in the second quarter, getting smoked by Aurora. Number five, York leading over McCook, 14 to 7. Holdridge losing to Sydney, 7 to nothing in the first quarter. And then moving on to Class C1, number seven, Fairbury over Lincoln Christian. 12 to nothing at half. Kozad in a close one with Carney Catholic, 14 to 10. That is surprisingly close because uh, Carney Catholic actually uh, beat Adam Central, 33 to 20, and then Adam Central beat Kozad. What was it? That was a that was, that a, was a, a 24 to 8. Yeah, it was, yeah, they went up yeah, 24 was, to nothing in that I, game. I thought that was a running clock game. But so that, that wrong. no, that was last week. Yeah, that is a that is a upset alert there. For Carney Catholic, they're losing to Kozad at halftime, 14 to 10. Adam Central leading at the half over Ord, seven to nothing. You can hear that game on uh, 12:30 KHAS. And then Gothenburg, Gothenburg over, are losing to Shadron, 14 to seven at halftime. Broken Bow losing to Minden, 13 to nothing. Or excuse me, Minden losing to Broken Bow, 13 to nothing. And then wrapping up scores on Class C one. Columbus SCOTUS is beating GICC, or they beat GICC on Thursday, 52-7. to And then moving to Class C2, number 7, Arcadia Loop City, beating St. Paul in the second quarter, 16-0. Shelby Rising City losing badly to Sutton in the second quarter, 28-0. You can actually hear that Arcadia Loop City game on uh, KKPR 98.9. And then Central City losing to Centura at the half, getting smoked. Centura getting smoked by Central City at the half, 43 to nothing. And then Centennial running all over Fillmore Central, 34 to nothing in the second quarter. Sandy Creek losing to Donovan Trumbull in the first quarter, 14 to nothing. Hastings St. Cecilia beating Wood River at half, 21 to nothing. And then moving on to Class D1, Palmer over High Plains Community, 33 to 3 in the second quarter. And then uh, Amherst over Everton. Overton over Amherst, excuse me, in the second quarter, 19 to 6. Superior. Beating Franklin, running all over them, twenty-eight to nothing. Cambridge in a close one with Bertrand, uh, twenty to eight. Heartland losing to McCool Junction, forty-two to eight. Or excuse me, that's the other way around. McCool Junction losing to Heartland, forty-two to eight, at in the second quarter. And then moving on to Class D two football, Giltner is uh, beating number six Lawrence Nelson, twenty to eight at the half. That's another upset alert. Friend just absolutely smoking Exeter, forty-eight to nothing at the half. And Axtell is getting smoked by Blue Hill, 51-8. to And that wraps things up for Class D2. And moving on to six-man football, Elwood is beating Maywood Hayes Center by a lot at halftime, 42 to nothing. Number two, Harvard, in a close one with number four, Deschler, 
16 to 8 at half. And then Wilcox Hildreth beat Red Cloud on Thursday, 70 to 6. And coming back right after these messages, we will have uh, Mike Will interviewing the Hastings College Broncos head coach, Tony Harper, on ESPN 1550 KICS. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply has been serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest since 1946 with over 70 years of service. The Plumbing Showroom is a division of Coley Pipe and Steel Supply with a full line of kitchen and bath products. If you are building a new home or remodeling, stop at the Plumbing Showroom, 500 West South Street, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., evening and Saturday by appointment. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply and the Plumbing Showroom, both on West South Street in Hastings. Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab of Hastings, 207 South Burlington, is the place for all your rehabilitation needs. PTSR offers a wide variety of services, including orthopedic, neurologic, and sports injury rehabilitation. Warm aquatic therapy and balance training is also available. PTSR has a strong industrial services division providing physical and functional capacity testing as well as drug and alcohol screening. Visit us at ptsrhastings.com. And we're back on the halftime show as we get set for Hastings College football tomorrow. The Broncos will be on the road playing at Dakota Westland as we spend a couple of minutes with Hastings head coach Tony Harper and coach sitting at 3-0 and in the season out of bye week last week. And you guys ready to go now in the uh, Great Plains Athletic Conference? Well, we're going to find out. We've had a couple good days, but uh, the GPAC is definitely one of the best in the nation. So we're going to get popped in the mouth. we got to see how we handle adversity. Three non-conference wins to uh, start this season. Give us uh, an update on, on what you have seen so far. I think the biggest thing that we've seen that's a little bit different is the guys are really playing for each other. They're really focusing on, on what they need to do each snap instead of trying to look forward and worry about what they can and can't control, whether it's the weather, whether it's the opponent, whether – we're traveling or anything like that. So that's a big thing that we've seen. Another thing that we've seen is the guys are really, really focusing on their tasks. They're not preoccupied with a bunch of other things, and they understand there's always another play after the last play. And we've got to continue to think like that and uh, make the plays when, when they're invited. It's been a while since we've been on the field uh, competitively against uh, Valley City State. What did you guys uh, work on during the bye? You know, we really focused on ourselves. We had a normal practice last week. Uh, we went Sunday through Wednesday, gave the guys Thursday off to, to recruit a little bit. But we really focused down on ourselves. We really broke down um, tackling, for example, defensively. We really broke down um, our, per, our pass protection offensively. Some things that we really needed to focus on after coming out of that by, or the first three non-conference games. And then we, I mean, we did see some Dakota Wesleyan film, so we did start working on that a little bit. So some extra time spent on the Tigers, that's probably a good thing. This is not going to be an easy team to open up with in the conference. No, it's not. It's one of the top two or three top teams in the conference, to be quite honest with you. Offensively, defensively, in my opinion, they should have been in the playoffs the last three years. That's the kind of job that I think Coach Simple has done up there. Um, and we might as well just get out of the way right now. they got the best, statistically one of the best offenses in the nation with the returning conference player of the year. So it is a big challenge, and I think our guys are, are, are focused for it and ready. Yeah, this offense, 658 yards or so, give or take a, a few <laughs> yards, and then 53 points as well. Yeah, that's uh, you don't see a lot of stats like that. I mean, we talked a lot about throughout this early part of the season, why are these offenses scoring, you know, is it rules, changes, is it different things like that. Um, that's, your, that's your best indication right there with the run-pass option. They're putting these quarterbacks in position that can throw and run, and that's what Dylan does extremely well. He's got good receivers. He's got a good tailback and a great offensive line. Bottom line is you're going to have to stop Dylan Turner. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, there's no stopping him. 
I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to do that. But what we got to be able to do is we got to frustrate him. We got to be able to get to him when we can. We got to be able to cause turnovers like we have um, early in the season. So, you know that that's obviously a big thing. We're trying to slow them down and frustrate them as a unit and maybe give them a couple different looks they haven't seen so far. Hayden Adams is the guy on the uh, the edge, the wide receiver that he'll go to uh, quite a bit. Yeah, he's not he's not a, a Noah House or Jordan Johnson, and he's six four or anything like that. He's about six two, I think, but he's a little bit thicker. He does a very good job of sitting down in the in the open holes in the zones with the comebacks and the curls and some different things like that. They do a very good job of getting him the ball across the middle. I think he had something like 17 or 18 catches last weekend for almost 200 yards, if not more than that. So he is a very, very good receiver that can go up and get the ball. And the reason that Dakota Westland is so impressive on, on offense is they've got a running game now. They do, and, and it's a little bit more dynamic than it has been in the past. In the past, they had those big – and those were good backs, don't get me wrong, but they were bigger – they were going to get five, six, seven, ten yards at a pop, but they weren't going to pull away from you. You know, they just would wear you down. Now this guy they got now, I mean, he's a little dynamic, shifty guy. He's very good at taking a jump cut and pushing vertical right now. He does not stop running. He's as quick as anybody we've seen, and, and that's that's going to be cause issues for us. So we got to make sure we squeeze everything down. But that makes their RPOs a lot tougher. And then you got a you got a quarterback that can run the football. You got a little tailback that can do a bunch of different things in the open field. And then you got a wide receiver, so they're as balanced as anybody. Their problem has been on defense. They've given up a lot of points, given up a lot of yards on that side of the ball. What have you seen out of the defense? You know, they're still running their 3-4. Um, they, they we're blitzing a little bit more than what they have in the past, um, whether it's four weak or four strong or overloading certain gaps. Um, but they're still, they're still the same with that. They're just taking a couple more chances. Um, and I know they gave up a ton of points last week against Doan, um, obviously giving up 68, and that's a lot of points. But if you look at the stats, though, um, Dakota Wesson's offense had 798. I think Doan's offense had about 550 or something like that. Now, as a defensive coach, we don't want that, but they're giving up some yards, but they are buckling. Their red zone defense is one of the best around. So Hastings and uh, Dakota Wesley are going to start off the uh, conference season tomorrow in Mitchell, South Dakota. A lot of offense uh, anticipated in this ball game, Coach. How do we uh, how do we come out here with a win? Maybe close our eyes and just hope for the best. No, is this like a video game? I tell you what, it might be. Old, and I won't even see Tecmo. I'll say like Atari or in television for the older people out there. But it is. I mean, it's going to be an offensive shootout. You know, possibly. So what we got to be able to do is we got to be able to slow down their offense with our defense. And we got to be able to slow down their offense with our offense. We don't necessarily need to go for the big play unless it's there. We need to wear them down. So, but you know, there's a potential of a lot of points being scored. But what we got to be able to do, what's going to determine the success of this game tomorrow for us or them, however you want to look at it, is when we give up the big play on offense, can we come back? Excuse me, when we give up a big play to their offense for our defense, can we come over? Can we get it fixed? And can we go back out there and make the necessary adjustments? Same thing with our offense against their defense with their with their blitzes that they'll bring. Can we come over to the sideline when we get that sack and we have to punt and get it, get it fixed and go back out there and make the plays? That's what's going to come down to is sideline adjustments. By the time you hear about uh, controlling the ball, controlling the clock, that might be important to borrow us. Uh, uh, rushing the football, take some time off the clock, let the clock run, get our running game going, and keep uh, those guys on the sideline. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. And, and you know, you can't you can't get down two touchdowns. You get down two touchdowns, then you don't push the panic button, but you kind of put down, you kind of shift it down into a higher gear so you can get it going a little bit. And, and depending on what the weather's going to get, we've all heard about what that's going to be like. So um, we got to make sure that when we have an opportunity to hit that play to get those points, we do that. It's supposed to be uh, raining. Could be playing a, in a, a thunderstorm all day long tomorrow up in uh, Mitchell. 
if they are able to, to rush the football, if they are able to pass the football, it's going to be a long day for us. we we got to stop one of those two, don't we? We have to. And, you know, pick your poison on it. But to be quite honest with you, and, again, I'm a defensive guy, we have to. We're not going to stop their rush. We're not going to do that because of what they do. But we have to make it very difficult for them. We have to give them different looks. So if there's one of the two things that we that we say that we have to, to handle, it has to be their run game. You know, doesn't matter what the weather is. We're playing football. Doesn't matter. They got to play in it. We got to play in it. Don't care about that. But we have to slow their run game down, and we have to make them throw the football when they don't want to. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Tony Harper, head coach for Hastings College. Again, the kickoff tomorrow will be at 1. We'll be on the air with a pregame show at 12 o'clock noon on 1230 KHAS. Hi, I'm Ann. I'm Dana. And I'm Connie. And, and we're, we're New View Real Estate. New View Real Estate is so much more than just an ordinary real estate company. What's the difference between New View Real Estate and a traditional realtor? We are full service for less. We can sell your home for $29.95 plus 3%, keeping more money in your pocket. And we can also find you the home of your dreams. Our family team spirit makes it all about you and your needs. Contact us today or online at newviewofhastings.com. Keith's Drive-In Drug and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy always give you the fast, friendly service you've come to expect over the years. From prescription drugs to over-the-counter medications, trust Keith's Drive-In Drug at 5th and Hastings and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy in Hastings Medical Park. Jackson's Car Corner has built a reputation for high-quality, hand-picked vehicles. Good, clean, low-mileage cars, vans, and pickups. Stop by today and see them at Jackson's Car Corner, 3rd and Colorado in downtown Hastings, where our customers send their friends. Welcome back to the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. We're coming out at halftime. Our score here, Seward Blue Jays, 28 to nothing over the Hastings High Tiger. Hastings High Tigers here at Hastings College. Be sure to tune into the post-game show, which is brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the Greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street in Hastings. We'd also like to thank some of our sponsors here, Thompson Oil, Burt's Pharmacy, Insurance Plus Financial Services, Sealy's Body Shop, and Jackson's Car Corner. Thanks for all you do in the Hastings community. If you're at another game, we would love to get the score updates from you. Call or text updates to 308-646-0506. We'll add it to our live football scoreboard, which can be found at PlatteRiverPreps.com. At that PlatteRiverPreps.com website, you can also listen to other games live uh, in Hastings community, including the St. Cecilia game and the Adams Central game, which can be found at 1230 KHAS, unlike the usual home if yes. you were looking for Adams Central. Yes, Adams Central. We've been carrying those Adams Central games the first, uh, well, three of the first games of the, three of the first four games of the season, and they've looked pretty good as Adams Central, but tonight... The Hastings High Tigers not looking so hot as they're losing to the Seward Blue Jays. 28 to nothing here as we're waiting for the second half to start. Tough, tough first half for the Blue Jays. No, not for the Blue Jays. Or for the, the, for the Tigers. Excuse me. Yeah, it was a great first <laughs> yeah, half. Couldn't have asked for a better first half for the Blue Jays. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they come back in uh, in the second half here. Blue Jays only average about six points per game uh, in the third quarter. So I'm, I'm not sure what that's from. I'm Pretty sure it's not from halftime adjustments, but we'll see if Hastings can come up with something to slow them down here in the second half and then do something offensively as well as the biggest key here for Hastings. And if you were wondering what that Adam Central Patriots score is, they are leading Ord 7 to nothing at halftime. And like uh, my broadcast partner here, Will Ryan, mentioned, you can hear that game on 1230 KHAS, or you can check it out on Max or PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
And, you know, the, the Hastings High Tigers, what do they got to do here in the second half to get back into it? Do you think they can get back into it? I mean, they can, but it's also based on what they run and the matchups that they have with uh, Seward, they're not going to be doing a lot because offensively they're short pistol, small pistol, tight pistol, whatever you want to call it, isn't really doing much except for running options out of, and it's all really quick motion. And Seward's just a little bit quicker on the defensive line. And then on the defensive side of the ball with their three stack that they run, basically a 3-4, 5-3, three, three, uh, their rovers aren't doing as much as they need to be, and then their corners are so singled up on the outside, so they're not being able to play probably comfortably like they're used to because zone is not really – or man-to-man is not a big thing for that three stack. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And they've been getting um, picked apart by Joseph Krause on offense or on defense, rather, by Joseph Krause for the Seward Blue Jays. And even with their running game, has been a little bit as well. I mean, only 30 yards, but they've been big gains. They've had three, three plays over eight uh, yards gained on that single play, and then almost all of them, except for two, were uh, all positive. So defense, they need to step up on the defensive line, really, and stop this uh, Seward offensive line from controlling the game. Yeah, and if Hastings wants to get back into this game, they need to score here as they're going to start the ball, start with the ball here in this second half. And we are ready for the kickoff here in the third quarter. The Seward Blue Jays with their white tops, blue helmets, and blue pants will be kicking off to the Hastings High Tigers in their black tops, gray pants, and gray helmets. It is another great kick, and wow, man, he just keeps kicking it out of the back of the end zone. That's Joseph Krause, isn't it? Oh, um, 24. 24 is the kicker for the... Levi Bosick. Levi Bosick is the kicker for... The Seward Blue Jays, and he's been kicking touchbacks all night. That's his seventh, I believe, sixth or seventh. I'm, I lost track after four. <laughs> kept looking. I know after every touchdown, there's been one, and then obviously the one here. So at least five, maybe six. So. And here on this first and ten play from the twenty yard line, the Hastings High Tigers will line up in that little tight pistol formation again, and they're gonna have, fake the handoff to Damon Pape, and Connor Locks is gonna keep it himself, and he's gonna get tackled right around the line of scrimmage. He gains a few yards. So that'll make it second and seven here for the Tigers as they are not running a shine away from the run game just yet. No, and I mean, I don't blame them. They're averaging almost 200 yards rushing as a team, but if you don't have a consistent rusher that can gain as, gain a lot of yards and be consistent game in, game out, a lot like Adam Central's Gabe Conant, uh, you're not going to be able to do much in the run game. And here they're going to fake the handoff. Well, no, they actually will hand it off there. Not sure who got the ball as he came over on a motion route. That is a... Quentin Sinek on the carry, and he gets forward for a couple yards, a few, and that'll make it third and three here for the Tigers. Big third down. Yeah, very big big, big third down here for him. Obviously, you don't want to come out of halftime making all the halftime adjustments, air quotes, and put up a three and out on offense. Yep, and here they are. They're going to run the ball with Damon Pape, and he gets loose, and he gets close to the first down yard line as he was able to see some green in front of him, and he does. He gets five yards there. And that makes it first and 10 from their own 33. A first down to start this first drive of the second half for the Hastings High Tigers. Yeah, that's a good thing there. It was actually Connor Lux that pulled the ball and kept it with him. Oh, well, that was Connor Lux who kept it, Lux, yes. Yeah, I, I got confused too. So. And here they will hand the ball off this time to Damon Pape, and he breaks a tackle right around the line of scrimmage, and he breaks another tackle, and he's loose. He's at the 50. He's at the 40, and he's tackled right there around the 40. He'll be brought down at the 38-yard line as he broke a tackle and was able to run free for a big gain there on first down, a gain of about more than more than 20 there, 
big first down there for the Tigers. Yeah, I got it at 27 is what I got. Uh, if I did my math correctly, 27. But now they're going to run no huddle and uh, try and pick up the pace a little bit. Yep, they, they, they hand it off to uh, um, Damon Pape again, and he's going to be through the line of scrimmage for uh, close to a first down as he was able to get to the second level of the defense, and he's tackled right shy of the first down, and they'll make it second and one here for the Tigers. That'd be 34 yards on two plays for Pape and almost matches whole first half production. And here they're going to fake the handoff, and Connor Locks is going to keep it himself, but they whistle the play dead. A false start here on the Tigers, and that'll push him back to second and six here from the Blue Jays' 35-yard line. One interesting thing that always happens when you come to Hastings College Field and playing Hastings High, or even in college as well, is it's a turf field, so... You wonder how people that usually play on grass, especially high school, they're going to be playing on grass a lot. You obviously don't have money for turf or anything. But uh, just how much you adapt to and you got to wear different kind of shoes and everything like that. And here on second and sixth play, they're going to hand it off to Connor Laux, or excuse me, Damon Pape. And Damon, yep, Damon Pape, and he gets forward close to a first down, just shy. It's going to be third and one here from the Seward 29-yard line. Yeah, I mean, not much going there for him, obviously, with only getting the half-yard, yard, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you got to do a little bit more if you're going to try and gouge this defense. Yeah, here on this third and one, they're going to keep the ball with uh, Connor Laux, and he's going to get forward for a first down, a gain of three there on third and one, and it'll make it first and ten from the Seward 26-yard line as the Tigers are able to are moving this ball now. Now they just got to punch one in. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing is if you can get that score, that first score you're on the board, you get the yips kind of out of you, and you kind of get a little bit more confidence on offense. But it'll be interesting to see how well they can do on the rest of this drive. And here they're going to give the ball back to David Pape, and he's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage. He'll gain about two yards on that run, maybe one. That'll make it second and nine here for the Tigers, as that was good defense there by the Seward Blue Jays. They were ready for that run. Yeah, I mean... He ran it eight times in a row and haven't thrown it as the Tigers have on this drive. You kind of got to expect that that's going to happen another run. So, Yep, and here 8 8.35 left to go here in the third quarter. Seward Blue Jays leading 28 to nothing over the Hastings High Tigers. Second and nine here for the Tigers from the Blue Jays' 25-yard line. They line up with two receivers to the right, one to the left. They're going to fake the handoff to Damon Pape. Connor Lodge is going to keep it himself. And he's going to be tackled in the backfield. Nope, he breaks a tackle, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage, able to save that play from being a loss of yards, and that makes it third and nine. And they give him a yard, make it third and eight here for the Tigers. Eight minutes left to go here in the third quarter. you got to do something different here if you're Tiger, the Tigers. Uh, now they're coming out in the shotgun set instead of pistol, so that's something different. But I don't know if that's enough to make a difference on this upcoming play. And they line up with two receivers to the right. One on the left, number 11, goes in motion there. They fake the handoff to him. And uh, Connor Lax is going to roll out to his right. And it's going to be incomplete as he tried to throw it there to number 11. And that'll be make it fourth and eight. But we do have multiple flags on the field. Two flags on the field there. We'll see what the call is. Assuming same call here. Flags have been moved to the same position. So we'll find out what it is here in a second. They're calling pass interference on Seward. And that'll give the Tigers a first down. That'll make it first and ten from the nine-yard line, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's nine. We're waiting it's for good. them to just move the ball. I heard, I heard the the PA announcer announce uh, 
pass yeah. interference. Yeah, that's 15 yards. So, yeah, it would be at the 9 since they were at the 24. Well, it looks like they're spotting it at the – oh, nope, they're moving the ball forward now finally. A little bit of confusion. They're spotting it at the 13-yard line, though. If they were at the 24 and it's a 15-yard penalty, maybe it is the spot of the ball then. Yeah, spot of the ball plus 5 or – I don't know. Well, nonetheless, they'll have first and 10 from their own – or from the Seward 13-yard line, 13 yards away from the end zone, and a timeout here by Hastings High, and we will take a timeout right along with them. Our score here, the Seward Blue Jays, 28, the Hastings High Tigers, nothing. At Nationwide, our agents go above and beyond to understand and protect what matters most to you. Our local Nationwide agents are a part of our member-driven community, where serving members' needs is our priority. Call Nationwide Agent Insurance Plus Financial Services in Hastings and Fairfield, 402-461-4465. Nationwide is on your side. Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates, Columbus, Ohio, subject to underwriting guidelines, review, and approval. Back here at the Husker Power Products broadcast booth, powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. I'd also like to take this time to thank some sponsors here, including uh, Keith's Pharmacy, Klein Insurance, Gary Michael Clothiers, Pro Team Design and Physical Therapy, and Sports Rehab. Thank all you do in Hastings. And here on this first down play, the Tigers have first and 10 from the Seward 13-yard line. They're going to fake the handoff to Damon Pape. Connor Lux is going to keep it himself, and he's going to get forward for a couple yards, and that'll make it second and eight from the 11-yard line here for the Tigers. Not too bad of a run there. I mean, can't do much, obviously, when the... Seward Blue Jays are stacking that box, but you, you know if um, can't pass it either. If uh, Hastings had the lead here, this would be a great drive as they've already burned off about four and a half minutes off the clock. Seven twenty left to go here in the second third quarter, but they need to score quicker than this if they want to come back in this football game. Yeah, you got to score as quick as uh, Seward has today. And here on second down and eight, they'll hand the ball off to Damon Pape, and he's tackled in the backfield there. What a play there by Adam Garten for the Seward Blue Jays as he's able to tackle. Damon Pape for a three-yard loss, and that'll make it third and 11 from the 14-yard line. Seven minutes left to go here in this third quarter. Great defensive play there. Individual defensive play by Adam Garten. Yeah, very good play. I uh, saw that he got a really lucky tackle, I guess is what I want to call it. He grabbed no, didn't really wrap him up. He kind of tripped him up by the legs. So. Yep, that, that is a... Uh, I don't know if I'd call it lucky, but yeah, I, I know where you're trying to go it's with not, that. It's not a clean tackle, I guess. Yeah, and here on this third and 11... They're going to have Connor Locks roll out to his right. He's going to throw it to his right, and it's going to be caught there by number two. That is Bryant Warwick on the catch. Close to a first down. Very close. It's fourth and a couple yards, and it looks like Hastings is going to go for it here on this fourth down. No other choice, really, is they're down 28 to nothing here in this second, third quarter. And six minutes, 15 seconds left to go. Fourth and two from the Seward five-yard line. And the Tigers are losing this game 28 to nothing to the Seward Blue Jays. Yeah, I think that rollout really helped him. It would have been nice to have him set his feet there on the throw, but it worked nonetheless. And here on fourth and two, Connor Laux is going to keep it himself, and he's tackled in the backfield, and that'll be a loss of a yard and a turnover on downs as the Seward Blue Jays are able to bend but not break there on that defensive possession. The Hastings High Tigers burnt six minutes off the clock there to not score. That is not a good drive. No, especially going forward on fourth down. I don't know why you go back to the play. It's been stopped consistently over by Seward all night. That little fake uh, run action and then the rollout behind him. It hasn't been working. I don't know why you go back to it. Yeah, as uh, 
tough play there for the Tigers. And now here come the Blue Jays. They'll line up with one receiver to the right, one to the left, and they're going to hand the ball off here to Devon Breeze. And he's going to break a tackle, and he's going to get forward for a few yards, make it second and eight, maybe second and seven. Yeah, give him second and seven here from the nine-yard line here in the third quarter. Yeah, not a bad play there. Uh, obviously, I think Seward is trying to run the clock out. Um, already four minutes killed here. And six minutes six killed. Six minutes killed. Me. Wow. I just said that back. I wrote down six, too. But, <laughs> uh, killed another half half minute already just on one play. And here, Joseph Krause is going to fake the handoff. He's going to roll out to his right, and he's going to keep it himself. He's going to get forward off tackle for a few yards, and that'll make it third and about five or four here. Make it third and five for the Seward Blue Jays. Third and four, actually, from the nine-yard line. As I think you're right. They're just trying to run this ball and maybe uh, get out of here with this victory as quickly as they can and not risk any injuries to their star players. Yeah. Maybe keeping them for one one or two more drives, depending on how the defense does. But right now it's not looking great for the Tigers. Yeah, and see, the thing is with both these teams, actually, is they're two, they have two-way players uh, going as there's an offsides penalty on the Hastings Tigers. That interesting to see what they do on defense as well for Seward. They keep their player going, or if they keep their they're good stars, so... Kraus and Meyer and all them in as well when they get to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and on that uh, offsides there, that gives uh, Seward a first down on third and four. They have uh, first and ten now from their own 17-yard line, and they line up here in uh, – well, they're, we're waiting to see what they're lining up in. Is they're kind of running a muddle-huddle offense, not really a, a quick offense, but they're not really huddling either. They line up with three receivers to the right, one to the left, and Devon Breeze and – the quarterback in the backfield, they hand it off to Devon, and he's swallowed up in the backfield for a loss of about three yards. We do have a flag on the play, though. I thought it was going to be false start, so I thought maybe they were going to blow the play dead there for a second, but they didn't. So I'm guessing it's not a false start, but the flag came out virtually as the snap came out. We'll see what the call is. Yeah, I wonder, because there was not a lot of um, urgency on that play, so I think it, that that's what it was called. But, um, they call it a legal procedure now, which is uh, basically rock, a bad formation, so... See, uh, it's only five yards, so not too bad a day. Five penalties for uh, 35 yards for Seward compared to the seven for 50 yards for Hastings. Yep, but uh, Hastings, and they've had a lot of offsides, especially a couple on third down there, too. That's been uh, the a bugaboo there for the Hastings High Tigers. And especially that P.I. late in the second half, or the, excuse me, second quarter, that really uh, helped out Seward. On that drive. And here on second and 10, Seward lines up with three receivers to the right, right one to the left, and Joseph Krause is going to drop back. He's going to fling it deep. He has a man open. It's caught by uh, Carson Core. He jukes a tackler at the 40. He's down to the 30, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Carson Core. Another big pass play, pass play there by Joseph Krause to get it all the way downfield to Carson Core. A big touchdown there to make it 34 to nothing, and Seward... They can pass the ball. Yeah, they can. That looked, uh, I hate to say it, but it looked like Josh Rosen a little bit out of UCLA on, when they played against Texas A&M. Kind of had a clean pocket, has uh, crossed his hat all night and just threw one deep. Kind of, He had three guys in the, all in the same vicinity, basically, and just had to pick one. He picked the right one. Yeah, and he did. And um, here the Seward Blue Jays will line up for the extra point. And if they make this, they will go up 35 to nothing, and I believe that means the running clock rule will come into effect, but we are waiting on the extra point to see if that does happen. And the snap is good, the hold is good, and the kick is up there, and it is through the uprights, and it is good, 35 to nothing. And if my broadcast partner, Will Ryan, is right here, that means the running clock will start after the kickoff here, because he told me 
he believes it, the second it goes up 35 nothing, it's a running clock. I mean, that's how I've always seen it back in Colorado. Obviously, this is Nebraska, different rules. That's how I was. I thought you looked it. up the rules last I did, week. I though. did. I was just about to mention that. I, I did. <laughs> I did look it up, and it the wording obviously with legal documents and things like that. The wording's obviously are weird, but from how I was. You're not a lawyer. It, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to school for broadcasting, not for lawyer. Uh, <laughs> for law, for law, law school. Yeah, I, yeah. See, I can't even be a broadcaster. You don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you um, could be. You're a good broadcaster. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Uh, anyways, what I was saying, uh, it said 35 and up after the first half, and then later on, re- upon reading it further, it said just 35 in general. So I think there may, may be two different rules. Maybe it's 35 in the first half, and then you get it whole for s- the whole second half as well. I don't know. I, I think from what I was reading, it said 35 and running clock. Well, we will see in a second here if it is the running clock here, the Sewer Blue Jays will kick the ball off, and it is another one going out of the back of the end zone for a touchback. That kid can sure kick the ball, Levi Bosak. He is a he's got a leg there. I wonder if he plays soccer for the Seward Blue Jays. I mean, he's he's not getting recruited for football at kicker or anything like that. He's probably getting recruited for soccer. I'd have and to did say. you say he can kick it better? Oh, well, we don't want to say better, but he kicks it farther than the Hastings Hastings College team. Is that what you said? That's I, I that, mean, that was your words, not yeah, mine. Exactly. Uh, from what I've seen, I haven't seen any games this year. Uh, personally, I've, from last year, it does look like a better kicking option than most Hastings College players. So he's an impressive kicker there. Here on first and 10, Connor Laps is going to roll out to his left, and he's going to throw it to his left, and it's caught there by number three, Quentin Sinek. And it's going to be close to a first down. Not sure if they're going to give it to him. Nope, they make it second and one here from the 29-yard line. 3.47 left to go here in the third quarter. Hastings is losing this game to Seward 35 to nothing. They line up for the second and one play here due to the Tigers. And uh, all their pass plays, they've been rolling out with Connor Locks. We'll see if they continue to do that. Connor Locks is going to fake the handoff to Damon Pippen. He's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be right at the line of scrimmage. He's going to be close to a first down. Not sure if they're going to give it to him, though. And uh, they do give it to him. The clock keeps running, so that confirms it. We do have the running clock going as they usually stop the clock after a first down. Yeah, very true. That is one of the rules. Uh, the only time that clock stops for in the running clock, excuse me, is penalties, injuries, and scoring plays. So interesting to see what happens here if we get another penalty as both teams have been penalty prone all day. And here the Hastings High Tigers line up with two receivers to the right. They're going to hand it off to Damon Pape running right off tackle, and he's going to be met at the line of scrimmage for a gain of nothing, and that will make it second and ten here for the Tigers from their second and 11, actually, from their own 30-yard line. 2.45 left to go here in the third quarter. The clock is running as the Seward Blue Jays are leading this football game over the Hastings High Tigers, 35 to nothing. Yeah, I mean, not much you can do if you're Hastings. 4-3 front, you're not really going to be able to run on it, and they're kind of running a stack as well, too. And here they're going to roll Connor Lapps out to the left again, and he's going to keep it himself. He's going to get forward for a few yards. It's going to make it a little bit more of a manageable third down. That'll make it third and about eight from the 33-yard line here, here with two minutes left to go. Uh, yeah, they've been doing a lot of rollouts and things like that. And things like that, this uh, drive. So it'll be interesting to see what they do here on this third down play. Third and seven here for the uh, Hastings High Tigers as they have the ball at the 33-yard line with a minute 56 left to go. Excuse me. We just had something funny here in the happen in the uh, broadcast booth. And here they're going to run the ball here with uh, Connor Lax. No, they're actually going to throw it. 
Connor Lux throws it deep, and it's caught there right at the 40-yard line. Gets upfield to about the 30, which is where he's going to be pushed out of bounds. Who was that on the catch there? Bryant Warwick with yeah, the catch Warwick. there. What a great play there by the Hastings. <laughs> it was a great play. That's obviously what they needed. 45-yard, or not even touchdown, sorry, play as they're lining up in the quick short pistol again. Fake handoff and number four, Connor Locks keeps the ball on that one for a one-yard gain. Yes, a minute 13 left to go here in the third quarter. Excuse us there. We had a little bit of a moment there here on the broadcast, here in the broadcast booth, which is powered by Husker Power Products, powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. Excuse us. We need to take a second to calm down. But here the Hastings Tigers are going to pass the ball to the right side, and it's going to be caught for a first down there by number three, Quentin Sinek on the catch. And that'll make it first down, and they'll be at right around the 15-yard line. They'll mark him down at the 17, give him a gain of 10 there on first down, on second down, excuse me, and it's first and 10 from the 17-yard line of Seward with 30 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. Yeah, I think, I mean, Hastings been killing the clock, really. All, the second half is, uh, there's nothing there. For, uh, I can't even read who number, whatever that is. I think it's uh, number eight, no. Number three, Quinn Sinek on that uh, keeper and loses actually three yards on that. Yeah, that was an interesting play call there by the Hastings High Tigers as they gave it to Quinn Sinek. He hasn't ran the ball all night, has he? Uh, it's actually his third, yeah, third rush. Oh, he's his third. And here they're going to pass the ball on second down out to Quinn's way, and he drops it. And that'll make it third and 13 here. And that'll end the third quarter as we need a much-needed break here at the – uh, broadcast booth, booth, which is brought to you by Husker Power Products, powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. We'll be right back with the fourth quarter here at Hastings College. Our score, the Seward Blue Jays 35, the Hastings Tigers nothing. Want to cut your cooling costs this summer? With a highly efficient York air conditioning system, you can save up to 50% in energy costs while enjoying more consistent temperatures throughout your home. Call oh, Rux Heating and Air Conditioning. Woo, we had a moment there. I'm standing up. I didn't even mean to. I felt like your a system part. And learn how you can move up to a new level of comfort and efficiency this summer. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family, providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney here at Hastings College. Welcome back to the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. And here on this uh, third and 13 play, Connor Lax is going to drop back. He's going to throw it deep and it's going to be incomplete. That'll make it fourth and 13 and he's looking for his guy Quentin Sinek there and he wasn't able to complete the pass. And right now we have a man down on the field and that will stop the clock. And it is a man down for the Seward Blue Jays and we will actually take a break Right. Actually, before we go, let's thank a couple of our sponsors. Yeah, I'd like to, we'd like to thank uh, Five Points Bank of Hastings, New View, New View Realty, 
Real Estates. Wow, I misread that. I'm sorry about that. Vaughn's Printers, Rivals Bar and Grill, and Sealy's Body Shop. Thank you for so what you do. It's New View. New View of Real Estate. Real Estate. All right, there we might go. Might have to be going and get into the house from them because I butchered that name. So <laughs> yeah, you might need to. You may, yeah, when you're looking for a house here in Hastings, you better make sure you get it from uh, New View Real Estate. Yeah, there you Yep. But as we have this injury timeout on the field, we will take a timeout as well. Our score here at Hastings College, the Seward Blue Jays, 35, and the Hastings High Tigers, nothing. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply has been serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest since 1946 with over 70 years of service. The Plumbing Showroom is a division of Coley Pipe and Steel Supply with a full line of kitchen and bath products. If you are building a new home or remodeling, stop at the Plumbing Showroom, 500 West South Street, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., evening and Saturday by appointment. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply and the Plumbing Showroom, both on West South Street in Hastings. As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers in Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. Back here at Hastings College for this fourth down play by the Tigers. They're losing this game 35-0. Connor Lax is gonna Connor Laux is gonna drop back. He's gonna throw it into the end zone and it's picked off. Picked off there by the Seward Blue Jays. And he's gonna return it. He's out to the five to the ten. And he's tackled right around the 15-yard line. And that is where they'll mark him down at the 15. And that is where Seward will start this drive. And eleven minutes left to go here in the fourth quarter. And here is the first play of the drive for the Seward Blue Jays. They're going to hand it off here to Devon Breeze, and he's going to run it up the middle for a few yards. He's going to get close to the 20-yard line, and that'll make it second and seven here from the 18-yard line here for the Seward Blue Jays. As our running clock rule is in effect as the Blue Jays are leading this football game 35 to nothing. We have 10.45 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, not too good of a start there in the fourth quarter. Obviously, he's trying to throw back, shoulder fade. It was just a little bit underthrown, trying to jump ball and Stewart. Yeah, on the interception, yeah, the yes. interception, you're calling that back. The cornerback for Seward was just in front of him. And here on this second down play, they're going to hand it off to Devon Breeze again. Actually, I believe that was the other running back there um, looking for his name. It's uh, Connor Ruth there for the Seward Blue Jays, and he gets forward for a gain of few. That's going to make it third and six from the 14-yard line. Or, excuse me, from the, looks like about the 18-yard line, as our scoreboard guy had it wrong. It's the 19-yard line. Here for the Blue Jays. They line up with three receivers to the right. Actually, a man's coming off field. It's going to be yet. They're still putting up three receivers to the right and one to the left. Now they're bringing the man back on field. A lot of confusion here for the Blue Jays. And they will line up here spreading out the Hastings high defense on this third down. And here they're going to hand the ball off to, nope, it's actually going to be Joseph Krause who keeps it himself. And he's going to be tackled right at the line of scrimmage. And that'll make it fourth down here for the Seward Blue Jays. 9.30 left to go, and they will more than likely punt this ball away. Yeah, they bring the punting team out to punt the ball away back to the Hastings Tigers. We have 9 minutes, 25 seconds left to go here in the fourth quarter. Our score, the Blue Jays 35, the Tigers nothing. It's only the second drive all game that hasn't resulted in points or even a first down. They had one earlier, it was just a three and out, but that was mainly because they ran it twice and then had nothing on the pass play. Is that punts over the guy's head. 
The punt went <laughs> the punt went over his head, and then he caught it. He juked a tackler. This is actually Joseph Krause, the punter, and he had to run to the left, and he broke a tackle, and he got a first down on fourth fourth down there. The Hastings Tigers had him in the backfield for a loss, for a turnover on downs, and they would have had great field position, but instead Joseph Krause breaks a, breaks a tackle and is able to get that uh, first down on fourth and nine. Yeah. I, fourth and six, excuse fourth me. Fourth and six, yeah. I, I don't know what to say on that. I mean, outside of a lack of contain, the guy just kind of, uh, their cornerback that went for the pump block kind of just sold out on that and didn't really care if he would have rolled out and no one was there to uh, get him. Yeah, and here they're going to hand the ball off to Connor Ruth again, and Connor's going to break a tackle. He's going to get forward, tackled right around the 41-yard line, and they'll spot him just shy of the 41-yard line. That'll make it second and seven here. Call it second and six here for the uh, Seward Blue Jays as they lead this football game 35 to nothing. Eight minutes left to go here in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's just really going back to that punt or the punt that turned into a uh, first, first down. down. That's just really bad luck for Hastings. Uh, Tigers. It was a bad snap. Bad snap and it turned into first down. It doesn't usually happen. No, it doesn't. And here they're going to hand the ball off again to Connor Ruth. and He's going to be met again at the line of scrimmage. Bulls forward for a couple yards. That'll make it third and five here for the Seward Blue Jays. As they're just trying, third and three actually make it. They're just trying to run this ball out right now, run the clock out. I mean, I don't blame them. You already got the stats. You got the lead. You might as well just kind of run it out and finish out this game un, uh, unscathed, basically. Yeah, that is what they're looking to do, Try not to get any injuries, especially after that injury we saw at the start of the fourth quarter here. I'm sure they don't want anybody else to have to deal with that. And they line up here on third and three with one receiver to the left, one to the right. Joseph Kraus under center with two um, men in the backfield with him, and they're going to hand the ball off to Connor Ruth again. Actually, scratch that. Was that number 34 on the carry here? Yes. Yeah, 34. Ben or Tyson Franklin, excuse me, on the carry there, as they're just uh, circling in their running backs. But some, for some reason, they still have Joseph Kraus in the game. Uh, they actually just switched him out on that last play. Oh, did they? So, I thought I saw number three. Uh, no, it was number 17, Jax Jackson. Jax, Jax Johnson. J- Jax Johnson. Wow, that is... JJ, I'm just going to call him JJ. JJ. So, uh, junior. So, And here on fourth down, they will punt the ball away. Connor Lauks back deep to receive it. They still have uh, Joseph Krause kicking the ball as punter, but they did take him out of the game, give him uh, the rest of the night off as he's played admirably here tonight in this football game. And here is the punt. It's a high one. It's going to be fielded at about the 21-yard line by Connor Laux. He jukes a tackler, jukes another one, tries to break a tackle. He does, but he's going to be met right at the 26-yard line. 27 is where they'll mark him down. Actually, put him down at the 28, and that is where Hastings will start. Or yeah, Hastings will start this drive at the 28-yard line with six minutes left to go here in this fourth quarter. And in case you didn't know, the second half might be going by quick because it's been a running clock rule most of the second half as the Blue Jays are leading this game 35 to nothing over the Tigers. Yeah, I mean. It's been a really quick game, especially the second half. Like you said, running clock does that kind of thing. But it's been helped a lot with uh, running uh, uh, running plays from both teams. And, and here on this first down play, they're going to hand the ball off to Damon Pape, and he's going to get forward for about five yards. That'll make it second and five from the 33-yard line here for the – or 34-yard line, second and six, call it. Second and four, excuse me, from the 35, 33-yard line. Here for the Hastings High Tigers. I can't get my numbers right right now. Hey, neither can I most of the time. I, I think I got selective dyslexia only when I'm calling these games. Selective dyslexia. I like that. Um, 
And here on the second and five play, they're going to have Connor Likes, Connor Lauks, excuse me, roll out to the right, and it's going to be tipped at the line of scrimmage. I actually think they brought in different quarterbacks. He was left-handed on that one. Oh yes, they did bring so in a be, different quarterback. Uh, be number ten, Alex Swoboda. Swoboda, yes, Swoboda yeah. is in the game now. As he hasn't seen a snap all night, and usually him and Connor kind of split split um, reps. But here on uh, second down and five, they're going to line up with two receivers to the left, one to the right. Soboto's going to drop back. He's going to step up into the pocket, and he's going to be hit and sacked, and he's going to be dropped right around the 30-yard line. They'll mark him down at the 31, a loss of about two or three there, and that'll make it fourth and seven here for the Hastings High Tigers. We'll see what they decide to do. Looked like he was really gearing up to try and throw one deep on yeah. that one. He looked Saw like he was ready like, to go. Yeah, he took like three crow hops and was just about to release and just got smacked. Yeah, he got smacked from his blind side. And here Swoboda's going to drop back. He's going to throw it out to number 11 there on the catch. And he's going to get forward just shy of the first down. And they won't be able to make it. That'll make it a turnover on downs as Seward will get the ball back with four minutes. And if they get a couple of first downs, this game is over as the Seward Blue Jays lead this football game 35 to nothing. Well, technically... The game will be over, but literally the game's already over. Yeah. Hastings High, we can talk them up for two and three on the season, and the Seward Blue Jays will move to four and one here in this football game. You gotta expect, especially with this class being a class C matchup. Class, class B. B, excuse me. It's a totally different game between uh, class B and class C as we've called both now. And it's just a lot different. We didn't expect this many passing attempts. Well we, I think we did from for, from Seward at least. Seward, right? yeah, they do they do pass the ball a lot. In fact, they probably run it more than they have most games because they, they're blowing out uh, Hastings High right now, and they run the ball again here with Connor Ruth, and they're going to get forward for about a yard or two. Actually, they marked him down right at the line of scrimmage, so that'll make it second and 10 here for the Blue Jays from the Hastings High 36-yard line. Three minutes, three minutes and five seconds left to go here in the fourth quarter. And be sure to tune into the postgame show, which is brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years located at West South Street in Hastings. I'd also like to take this time to thank some sponsors, Keith Pharmacy, Klein Insurance, and Gary Michael Clothiers. And here they're going to hand the ball off to Connor Ruth again, and he breaks a tackle. He's going to get met at the line of scrimmage, though, nonetheless, as the Hastings High Tigers are still playing hard. They're not just giving up, but nonetheless, it is third and ten now for the Blue Jays as they are leading this football game 35 to nothing, with two and a half minutes left to go here in the fourth quarter. If you're at another game, we'd love to get the score updates from you. Call our text updates to 308-646-0506. We will add them to the live football scoreboard found at flatriverpreps.com. We can also listen to other games there, including St. Cecilia and the Adam Central game, which can be also be found on 1230 KHAS. And right now, that Adam Central game is a good one. They are leading, or it's a tied in the fourth quarter, 7-7. Seven to seven. Close game out there at Adam wow. Central. That's something you don't really expect from Adam Central. Yeah, they put up. They've been putting up points this year. Yeah, especially in the second half too. They're yeah, they're a second half team. That is true. And here, uh, the Blue Jays have fourth and thirteen with a minute fifty left to go in this football game, and they will uh, punt the ball. I believe. I don't know. Are they going to punt the ball? What is this formation they're in? Uh, that's offset eye to the left, so it looks like a run to the left. Yeah, side. they might run the ball here on fourth and fourteen. I'm not sure why they're doing this. Just to maybe. Not, I, I think I understand why they don't want to. They don't want to. Punts can be dangerous in terms of getting it blocked or injuries. They just want to just get out of here with the score, thirty-five to nothing, and end this football game. As that was a turnover on downs, and the Hastings High Tigers will get the ball back on their own thirty-eight yard line with a minute fifteen left to go here in the fourth quarter. And like I said, be sure to tune in to the post-game show. We'll talk with head coach Charlie Shoemaker, 
brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street here in Hastings. And uh, here with a minute to go, the Tigers will line up with one receiver to the right, two to the left, and Swoboda will drop back and throw a little slant pass. It's caught there by Bryant Warwick, and he's going to be brought down right around the 49-yard line, give him a gain of five, and that'll make it se- or the 44-yard line, excuse me, and that'll make it second and five from the 44 with 42 seconds left to go here in the second half. And here, uh, Swoboda's going to drop back, and he's going to roll out to his left, and he's going to throw a complete here. That's to Bryant Warwick. He gets up the sideline, breaks a tackle. He's at the 30 and pushed out of bounds right around the 30-yard line. They'll mark him down at the 30, in fact, and that'll make it first and 10. We have 22 seconds left to go here in this football game as Hastings High is trying to get maybe a little practice in. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, that was just they're running the same formations and same plays, just with different player, basically. Yeah, and so Boda's going to drop back the little left. He's going to throw a deep. He has a man open, but it's off his fingertips as he had a man open there. I believe that was Quentin Sinek there who was open, but he wasn't able to complete it, and that'll bring an end to this football game. The Hastings High Tigers lose to the Seward Blue Jays, 35 to nothing. Hastings High drops to two and three on the season. Seward moves to four and one and we will be right back with a uh, post-game wrap-up for you here on ESPN 1550 KSES. I was born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospitals since the age I was two, and I lost her when I was six. Every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and, again, like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. You cannot teach compassion, you cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. The team at Klein Insurance has a winning record of service offering home, auto, business, farm, and crop insurance. If you want to score big with service and great rates, stop by 710 South Burlington or call 463-1256 and let the Klein Insurance team win you over. Stop at Thompson Oil Company, 806 East South Street for complete auto care. Or for your convenience store needs, go to the West 2nd Best Stop at 2nd and Laird. Both locations feature Phillips 66 Super Clean Gasoline in three grades, unleaded, E10 with ethanol, and premium unleaded. Thompson Oil Company, Hastings. by Husker Power Products, powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. Right now we're doing a little recap. The Hastings High Tigers losing to the Seward Blue Jays 35 to nothing. Hastings High drops to 2-3 and three on the season. The Blue Jays move to 4-1. and one. It was just uh, not a great game all around for the Hastings High Tigers as they weren't able to run the ball effectively, couldn't pass the ball, and they definitely couldn't play uh, very good defense against the Blue Jays. Give us some stats, Will. Uh, I mean, for Hastings, you're not really looking at much. Halftime, I said that uh, quarterback for them, Connor Locks, was 
Laux. For seven, Laux, excuse me. Yeah, it's no, three, it's all right. Three for seven for 16 yards. He ended up being, uh, looks about seven for 14 for 98 yards, so not or a pretty good improvement in the second half, about 70 yards thrown there, so that's not too bad. Running a ball is really where what their bread and butter was. Uh, number 25 for them, Damian Pop had 77 yards. Damian Pape. Pape. <laughs> I, I misread. I combined two names there. No, it's all right. Uh, had 77 yards, had that fumble in the first quarter, and then even going back, Locks had the interception to later in the game when they had a scoring opportunity. And then not much running from him. He had 38 yards on about 10 carries, so pretty good numbers there, but a lot of that was because he was scrambling as well. So not much going from them. Pretty good numbers for or start from the sewer defense. Yep, uh, it was a great game by the Stewart defense. The yep, yeah. exactly. Uh, offense, number three, their quarterback, Kraus. Joseph Kraus. He had a great game. Great game. Man. 11, he... 11 for 18, 305, four touchdowns. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Pretty good numbers. Wow, and he only had one pass attempt in the second half then, huh? Yeah. Because uh, he was 10 for 17 at halftime. Yep, he had that one, and it was an 83-yard touchdown. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Joseph Kraus, uh, he's been the most impressive quarterback I've seen all season, I have to say it right now. But we'll save our praise for player of the game. Continue, Will Ryan. I mean, that's really about it. They had six, seven players, excuse me, catch different, or catch, seven different players catch a pass in this game. So pretty deep receiving core from them as well. Uh, I don't know. That's really about it. They had a really good passing game. Run wasn't really there. Number eight for them, Devon Breeze had 36 yards on about 10, 12 carries, excuse me. So not too bad of a day from him, but it's also, they're really pass heavy, so. There's not much you can do on the run when you're scoring every time. <laughs> yeah, pass, on the pass right. plays, yep. Well, our final score here at Hastings College, the Hastings High Tigers losing to the Seward Blue Jays, 35 to nothing. Hastings High drops to 2-3. and three. The Seward Blue Jays it, uh, move up to 4-1. and one. We'll be right back with the player of the game right after this. You're listening to this on ESPN 1550 KICS. As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers and Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. The team at Klein Insurance has a winning record of service, offering home, auto, business, farm, and truck insurance. If you want to score big with service and great rates, stop by 710 South Burlington or call 463-1256 and let the Klein Insurance team win you over. Play-by-play of tonight's game has been brought to you by the ESPN 1550 KICS Sports Boosters. Stay tuned. Our high school football coverage continues with the player of the game and the coaches post-game show on ESPN 1550 KICS. Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. We are in the player of the game, the post-game show, which is brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street South Street in Hastings. Before we get into the player of the game, we'd like to thank some sponsors here, Pro Team Designs, Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab, as well as Barney Insurance and Mary Laning Healthcare. Thanks for all you do in the Hastings community. Now getting on to this player of the game, three candidates all from Seward because Hastings was shut down. Leading in that shutdown was the defense of Seward. 
They only allowed seven completions on 14 attempts for 80, 98 yards, excuse me, passing, and then 118 yards rushing for a total of 218 yards, uh, or 228 yards, excuse me, 128 yards combined. 228, yeah, 228. <laughs> I'm just messing up the numbers now. I'm misreading them at all. But uh, also we got quarterback Jacob uh, Joseph Krause, for Stewart, yeah. <laughs> Stewart, 11 for 18, 305, four touchdowns on the day. And then his top receiver, favorite receiver, uh, Carson Core, seven targets, five catches, 238 yards and two touchdown catches. So those are my candidates for player of the game uh, today. And, uh, well, those are the candidates. We'll come back after these messages and give you the player of the game you're listening to the post-game show brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street in Hastings. And we'll be right back with the player of the game on ESPN 1550 KICS. Five Points Bank of Hastings, safe, strong, and growing. Back in September of 2000, we opened for business at 4th and St. Joe with a staff of five. Now we have three banking locations, over 45 employees, and have grown to become the largest locally owned bank in Hastings. Since our opening, we've listened to you and responded by providing high-quality customer service, new banking technology, and provided support to many community organizations. We appreciate your support and look forward to continuing as the better bank in Hastings. The train tracks are gone, and over time, things change. But Vons Printers continues to be your full-service printing specialist. From start to finish, Vons Printers will customize your own logo, print business cards, envelopes, letterheads, brochures, and notepads to create a calling card for your business. Expect quality, personalized service, and competitive pricing from your full-service printing experts. For over 85 years, locally owned and operated, Vons Printers, 2nd and East Side Boulevard in Hastings. Welcome back to the post-game show, brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street in Hastings. And will Ryan give us today's player of the game? I brought up the candidates, speaking of the sewer defense, and then number six, Carson Corb. I think the uh, quarterback, Joseph Krause, has to get 11 for 18, 305 yards, as well as four touchdowns on the game, even though uh, Core had a pretty good game of five catches, 238, and two touchdowns, so... That's my player of the game. All right, our player of the game, Joseph Krause. We'll be right back with an interview with uh, Hastings High Tigers head coach, Charlie Shoemaker, right after this. The Coach's Post Game Show is brought to you by Cully Pipe and Steel, 405 West South Street in Hastings. When you need body work, call Sealy Body Shop in Hastings. Sealy's uses environmentally friendly products from PPG. Sealy's offers complete collision repair and restoration. Sealy's Body Shop, the name you trust, at 201 South Hastings Avenue in Hastings. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply has been serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the Greater Midwest since 1946 with over 70 years of service. The Plumbing Showroom is a division of Coley Pipe and Steel Supply with a full line of kitchen and bath products. If you are building a new home or remodeling, stop at the Plumbing Showroom, 500 West South Street, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., evening and Saturday by appointment. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply and the Plumbing Showroom, both on West South Street in Hastings. 
Physical therapy and sports rehab of Hastings 207 South Burlington is the place for all your rehabilitation needs. PTSR offers a wide variety of services, including orthopedic, neurologic, and sports injury rehabilitation. Warm aquatic therapy and balance training is also available. PTSR has a strong industrial services division providing physical and functional capacity testing as well as drug and alcohol screening. Visit us at ptsrhastings.com. The Coach's Post Game Show is brought to you by Cully Pipe and Steel, 405 West South Street in Hastings. Back here at Hastings College with our football game, the post game show for our football game between the Seward Blue Jays and the Hastings High Tigers. Seward getting the win here, uh, 35 to nothing. Joined here by Hastings High head coach Charlie Shoemaker. Very, very tough night for the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was tough on all. All areas, it seemed like, uh, you know, they were, their skill guys were really good and, and they played well tonight. So uh, we, we made a host of mistakes in the first half and uh, they capitalized on every single one of them. And Joseph Krause, who received our player of the game, he he made some great throws there in that first half. Yeah, he, he's a tremendous player, honestly. He's, uh, you know, he's probably as good as it gets in Class B. He's real calm and collected and he's really spot on. And, and their receivers had some tremendous catches. Uh, you know, we needed to do a better job of covering, but. Uh, who knows? You know, they might have made those catches even if we were covering a little bit better. Yeah, that was uh, some some quite through some throws there. We talked about it in the pregame interview about uh, how you guys needed to contain him, and uh, you kind of talked him up too. But I, I didn't expect him to be that good because I hadn't watched any film on him yeah. like you guys have. But he 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 definitely had a great game tonight. He, he was he was slinging it tonight, and he was spot on. So uh, you know they were clicking on all cylinders. I thought we did a nice job against the run, you know, and then boom, they hit the long pass, and then they did it again, and. Uh, you know, a couple times we didn't quite get the right haul in on defense or we weren't locked in on, on what we were supposed to do. So, you know, we made plenty of mental mistakes uh, to help them out, and they certainly capitalized every time that we did that. And offensively, um, especially there in the first quarter, you guys had a few good-looking drives to start out then, but they just kind of stalled out as you guys passed midfield. Yeah, we got to find a way to finish drives. You know, we're just, you know, we're getting a, a good first down. Uh, we're getting ourselves into second and four or five even third and four or five and, and a penalty or, or we mishandle a snap. I don't, it's just a lot of different things. Uh, and we, we've got to have some guys step up and, and we've got to do a better job of, uh, totally on offense. And uh, when you, when you come into a game like this in the second half, um, are you looking to, especially that drive, you guys, it, this was the epitome of what happened with the offense. You guys moved it all the way downfield from about the 20 yard line, right to about the six and then all night long. Yep. Yeah. And then it stalled out again. And yeah. that was the, and that was a, that was a good looking drive up until that point. I thought for sure you guys were going to score there. And then, maybe make it more of a ball game. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's just frustrating and disheartening because uh, uh, a lot of times it comes down to a simple breakdown, one or, one or two guys break down, and, uh, and then we can't get the ball in the end zone or, you know, we get a, a tackle for a loss. So uh, we've got to clean those things up, and, and we've got to continue to get better. So back to work on Monday. Yep, and you mentioned it, back to work on Monday. How do you guys, uh, how do you get your kids to forget this loss and just move on to next week and just continue to look forward to the next game? Well, hopefully they remember how this feels because, you know, we, we've got to step it up another level in practice every day, and, uh, you know, we've really got to take a hard look at, uh, at ourselves and, and decide where we want to go. I think that's real important. Could this be kind of a turning point in the season where you guys go one way or the other? You take this loss. Um, not hard is the word I'm looking for, but personally, and everybody tries to improve or maybe – you go the other way with it. Hopefully we go the, the first one I mentioned, yeah. but is this kind of one of those games? Well, I, I think anytime you lose in this kind of fashion, and, and that's what sports teaches you, is what kind of resolve do you have? And what are you going to do when things are going bad? And uh, 
uh, maybe you don't get your way and, and uh, you're not going to pout about it. You're going to you're going to get something done. Um, if you do pout about it, then there's not much room in our program for that. So uh, we need to make sure that we're, we're going the right direction. All right. Well, that's the Hastings High Tigers football coach, Charlie Shoemaker. Thank you for joining us today and good luck next week. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back with a little postgame wrap-up. You're listening to Class B Football on ESPN 1550 KSES. Hi, I'm Ann. I'm Dana. And I'm Connie. And, and we're, we're New View Real Estate. New View Real Estate is so much more than just an ordinary real estate company. What's the difference between New View Real Estate and a traditional realtor? We are full service for less. We can sell your home for $29.95 plus 3%, keeping more money in your pocket. And we can also find you the home of your dreams. Our family team spirit makes it all about you and your needs. Contact us today or online at newviewofhastings.com. Keith's Drive-In Drug and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy always give you the fast, friendly service you've come to expect over the years. From prescription drugs to over-the-counter medications, trust Keith's Drive-In Drug at 5th and Hastings and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy in Hastings Medical Park. Jackson's Car Corner has built a reputation for high-quality hand-picked vehicles. Good, clean, low-mileage cars, vans, and pickups. Stop by today and see them at Jackson's Car Corner, 3rd and Colorado in downtown Hastings, where our customers send their friends. I would back here at uh, Hastings College for the Class B football game between the Hastings High Tigers and the Seward Blue Jays. Hastings High drop in this football game against the Blue Jays, thirty-five to nothing. The Tigers move to two and three on the season. Blue Jays move to four and one. Tough loss here for the Tigers, and that about does it. Thanks to our producer and engineer Dave Roberts and my broadcast partner Will Ryan. I'm Mike Spataro. You were listening to this game on ESPN fifteen fifty KICS. The Coach's Post Game Show has been brought to you by Cully Pipe and Steel, 405 West South Street in Hastings. Call 402-463-5678. High School Football has been an exclusive presentation of Platte River Radio Sports, ESPN 1550, KICS Hastings. Want to cut your cooling costs this summer? With a highly efficient York air conditioning system, you can save up to 50% in energy costs while enjoying more consistent temperatures throughout your home. Call Rutz Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer in Hastings and Kearney, to schedule a free evaluation of your system and learn how you can move up to a new level of comfort and efficiency this summer. No matter what you want to do, fish, ski, cruise, surf, wakeboard, buses can match you up with the perfect boat. And with factory rebates along with easy financing, the perfect price. Already have a boat? Buzz's Pro Shop is bursting at the seams with fun new toys. Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, 5th and Central Kearney. Or check them out online at buzzesmarine.com. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge.